I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Sam, it's me, Optimus. Sam, I'm gay now. Optimus! Sam, Sam, don't worry. I'm still, I'm still Optimus Prime. Except now I'm primed for cock. You have to warn the humans. I'm gay. The humans humans have to know I'm gay now. I mean, Sam. I'm Optimus. (laughs) Are the agendas in machine? Are the agendas in transformers? That's all we're here to talk about today. Welcome to the Cult Popshire podcast. Um... Today's episode is called Are There Genders in the Transformers Universe? Now, as we all know, gender um, can be divided into two. Precisely two. <laughs> the Autobot and, and the Decepticon. Yeah, um, I identify as a Decepticon, but I was actually born an Autobot. Um, oh. People people don't let me, let me live that one down. <laughs> um, Boy, howdy. Woo-hoo. Woo-hoo. Um, okay, so this is film franchise Four Nights. Um, my name is Richard Martin. Oh, and my name's AJ. And I am longtime fan of the show Royal Screen. And today we're doing something a little bit different. Um, if you're listening to this on the podcast, you can't see us, but if you're one of the two people watching us on our live stream, you can videos. see us. Uh, it's quite complicated because I want to both monitor the audio and monitor the live stream. But I've got a little. Let's maybe pull that down so we can see. Oh, look at that! Okay, people. Right, let's aim for four. All right, let's see if we can double this. Just Um, by putting out good vibes. Okay, so um, film franchise Fortnite, of course, where we watch a normally randomly selected uh, film franchise each week. Uh, Today, however, we um, are doing this to coincide with the release of Transformers: The Last Night. We have our good friend Roland Strang, who was flying up all the way from Christchurch just to do the podcast with us, and. um, we should preface as well um, for the first part of the podcast. Uh, Rowan is still going to be watching um, Transformers. I have Fourteen minutes of Transformers Four to get. Uh, the reason for this is that uh, we've had two guests now who didn't watch one of the films, um, and we won't we're stand. Sick, for we're it. sick of it. No, it's, it, this is film franchise four nights, not film partial franchise partial Fortnite. Yeah. Also, the film is just too good. I couldn't like. <laughs> Once you start watching a Transformers movie, you can't finish This it. is his third watch in the, in the fortnight. Yeah. Uh, also, uh, we've got new microphones, so oh, yeah, yeah, hopefully yeah, this yeah. sounds good. A Hello. new setup. Um, oh, that was so <laughs> loud. <laughs> that was so loud. Transformers is a really great franchise. Um, yeah, now... Oh, <laughs> Is that me then? No, I think it's live. It's like a second off. Anyway. Okay, anyway. Um, Transformers is pretty great. If this does sound bad, which I don't think it does because we tested it like five times. Yeah, so like, um, oh, if this sounds bad. 
Boy, howdy, are we... If this sounds bad, the two will turn into a one, and if it sounds good, the two will turn into a three. <laughs> <so>. <laughs> um, uh, one also thing that we're going to note here is that, obviously, with the, the you might have said this already, I was distracted trying to make sure everything yep. was going all good. Um, we obviously haven't seen The Last Night yet. Right, yes. So this podcast, for this whole live stream, if you're watching, and for, I don't know, I'll put maybe put in a timestamp in the description of when we start talking about The Last Night, um, I guess for spoilers... Yeah, we're not gonna it will have been out for like night. a week and a half by the time you guys listen to it, or just over a week. Yeah, um, but we, we recorded this earlier to um, to fit our, our friend Rowan's schedule. Um, but yeah, this is going to run similar to our um, our X Men podcast where we um, timed it and watched uh, Logan afterwards and recorded our thoughts and feelings. And we probably won't be doing continue the franchise until after we've seen the last night. Mm-hmm. Um, but and we, also, but, yeah. one more moment, one more admin thing. Mm-hmm. It's my birthday in 25 minutes. It is. So, completely um, beside the point, but we're yep. noting. So, well, I don't know. You it's... guys are going to hear AJ transform into a big boy. Uh, uh, into. Um, How old are you turning, AJ? I'm turning 24. 24. Oh, yeah. do, you, do you guys remember being 24? Yeah, man. Not specifically. No. I was definitely I, I 24 feel, once. So, when you think. Do you, uh, do you find it easier to remember and distinguish? how old you were at different times of your life or do you find it easier to remember and distinguish the different Transformers movies from each other? <laughs> Probably the Transformers movies, yeah. Okay. What are the Transformers movies? Uh, let's. So we've, you've got Transformers, came out in 2007, stars Shia LaBeouf, Megan Fox, Josh Dumel, and John Turturro. Mm. Tyrese Gibson, right? And Tyrese Gibson. And um, Transformers Revenge of the Fallen came out in 2009. Um, pretty much the same cast. Um... Transformers Dark of the Moon, 2011, um, which adds John Malkovich, Ken Jong, and Pat- Patrick Dempsey, and Francis McDormand, loses Megan Fox, and adds Rosie Huntington-Whitley. What it loses in Megan Fox, it makes up for in Rosie Huntington-Whitley. Mm. Um, and boy, does it make up with it. <laughs> make up with it. Um, I'm sorry, Rosie. Um... Transformers Age of Extinction came out in 2014 starring uh, so that's pretty much no one from the um, no none of the human characters from the first three artists, right? yeah mm. um, and that stars Mark Wahlberg Stanley Tucci Kelsey Grammer and I guess you could say TJ Miller it's a, a <laughs> oh, stretch oh my goodness okay so the, basically what um, the first Transformers had and they didn't have a lot um, in terms of like oh, oh shit Oh, I'm, uh, uh, they, what, I, what I was getting at is like basically Transformers 4 takes out all the charismatic characters replaces them with a bunch of boring characters and one charismatic character and then they kill them off after 20 minutes <laughs> yeah and so and also of course um, tomorrow or last week saw the release of Transformers The Last Night which adds back Josh Dumel Tyrese Gibson and John Turturro and adds Anthony Hopkins seriously it. yeah <laughs> fantastic I did not know that um, and so, so half the gang is back together for yeah so like yeah, all the army guys are back um, and John Turturro though yeah <laughs> that's cool man I didn't know that so um, back. I'm glad oh, John Turturro is back my neighbour John Turturro yeah and um so interestingly as well as i'm sure a lot of you already know all of these films are directed by Michael Bay which is rare for a franchise mm. and say what you will about the man I gotta give him a bit of credit for that that um he's second only to if you count Peter Jackson doing six Middle Earth films Mm. right like Mm. and then 
So then, then there's Michael Bay's done five, and then there's a couple of directors that have done four of a certain movie. Really? Yeah, so he only... actually holds like a almost a record for yeah. franchise entries. Yeah. Huh. And, and so this is like a I mean, yeah, five films. continuous oh, unbroken yeah. chronology as well. So it's not like the well, yeah, I mean <laughs> unbroken, <laughs> perfect. Um, well, whereas um, Peter Jackson, you know, did like said he wasn't going to do it, and then did reboots. I mean, I mean, mm. Michael Bay says he's not going to do it another Transformer more times than you know um, bloody um, more times than Optimus Prime gets killed off (laughs) (laughs) so I guess um, okay and also so voice actors so you've got um, Peter Cullen plays Optimus Prime in all the films he's um, the voice actor and that's notable because he he voiced him in the anime he's Optimus Prime Prime, and um, Hugo Weaving plays Megatron Uh, Leonard Nimoy played Sentinel Prime in Dark of the Moon uh, John Goodman plays a character called Hound in the last two. Um, Ken Watanabe plays one called Drift, who's like a samurai. And some Jason Statham wannabe plays a Jason Statham-like trench coat wearing Transformer. And the last one. Right. I'm just gonna. Um, I'm gonna forget about the live stream. I mean, we're still gonna do it. Yeah. But it might not be working. Uh, and oh, really? Someone messaged you. I know. I know that. No, no one's messaged me. If if the live stream isn't working, Podcast please of the please please message us. But I've just noticed that the comments aren't updating. Yeah, and like Dave, or is that because no one's called? No, because I just checked on my phone. Oh, okay. okay. Oh, so you mean the? Okay. Anyway. Oh, there we oh, go. Yeah, no, it's just because it's um. David Cross. Hey, David. You sp- you guys spend more times on your phone than watching the actual films. No, but that we, we watch are films. watching the actual films. Like we watch the actual every time you see us wrapping up. Every time you see us, right look at our phone during a film. Optimus is blasting. We're watching off. the film on the phone. Ten bit dithering is happening right now. Mm. Okay, yeah. So Roland's actually just about to finish the film. It's a good uh, shot. Yeah, like okay. Optimus Prime is blasting off. And so I guess be, that will be result. Oh, there we go. Directed by Michael Bay. Okay, now I can actually like be in the conversation. Now you can be. A connoisseur of Transformers movies. Welcome to the Cop Pops Podcast. Okay, so should we um, just crack into ranking them? Or no, actually we should talk about what they're about a little bit, shouldn't we? Um, What are the Transformers? Just one one sentence for each one because the plot of them is so dense. I'm more interested in like an even broader umbrella description of like... That's How do you true. describe Transformers okay, so without talking about the cartoon or the toys? The okay, film I'll, I'll do an umbrella mm-hmm. and then we'll go film by film. Yeah, okay. Umbrella, um, what is Transformers about? It's about a race of robotic aliens who land on Earth and they're real big and they're real robotic mm-hmm. and some are good and some are evil mm-hmm. and it chronicles the journeys that human characters have with these giant robots. They are action films, lots of explosions, lots of um, sexualized women. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, that's an umbrella term if you have not if you have not the, seen the, the Transformers franchise. The only thing I would add to that to make it pretty much the perfect summary of the films is like Americana. Mm, they sure. are very much like American, American movies. Mm, yeah. Mm. Um, so, but interestingly, yeah. you never once in that umbrella description talked about how they are robots, humanoid robots that transform into mankind vehicles. <laughs> and that's why they can be really interesting. They, they, they turn into, into cars or... But that's like you would have thought, you know, well, you, you described said, the just... film franchise perfectly, but the, the, the like legacy of Transformers mm. didn't actually come into what you just described. Of course. And I think that that could be a number of reasons. Mm. Um, one is I'm kind of tired. One is... <laughs> Uh, these movies are very hard to follow, and I'm I'm struggling to remember each one. I, we'll we'll <laughs> cut to the chase. I think after the first film, the fact that they transform into cars is completely irrelevant. 
Okay, that's a, they that's are a, just, that's a, that's they a are very... just humanoid robots. Yeah, giant humanoid well, robots. There's, there's dino bots in the fourth one. Whoa, whoa, whoa! We're getting ahead of ourselves. Okay, um, I'm I'm Slow gonna down. just um, because the plot of these films are so strange, and we'll talk about them more later on. Uh, I'm gonna start a challenge. Mm-hmm. Let's all pick a film, and I'll give us each 20 seconds, no, 15 seconds to summarize the plot. Okay. Okay. AJ, since it's your birthday boy. Yep. What what one do you want? Um, I'm gonna go the first one. First one. Second oh, one. That's the easiest one. Who wants second one? Uh, yeah, I'll go second one. Okay, okay. You, do okay you do the first one. two, three, or four. Oh, oh. Do I, do I definitely do the four. Or four. Uh, I definitely couldn't do four, so I do three. Okay, and I'll do four. Okay. Fuck. <laughs> so Transformers. Okay, wait, wait, hold up. There's a timer. Right. Okay, wait. No, actually, why should we be timed when Michael Bay doesn't seem to time? <laughs> <laughs> okay, um, AJ, you have 15 seconds starting now. Uh, okay, so Sam Witwicky, played by Shia LaBeouf, gets a new car, he's 17, um, and his car is a Transformer. And it turns out that there's a cube that can turn anything mechanical or robotic into a monster or a, or a fighting robot, and the bad guys want it and the good guys want to stop the okay, bad guys. Okay, stop, time. Two. Go. Okay, number two is there's an ancient Transformer who's referred to as the Fallen, and he wants his revenge. Um, that's that's basically all you the need Matrix to know. The Matrix of Leadership. The what? The Matrix of the Matrix of Leadership. I have no recollection. <laughs> <laughs> Literally leading okay. up from the time the entire And time. three, Ron. Turns out the actual reason we went to the moon is because there was a tr- crashed Transformer arc that contained the pillars. And then I think his name is Patrick Dempsey. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Is uh, working with the Autobots and NASA's really involved. Uh, and the pillars will transform, will bring Cybertron to Earth. Cybertron and they will use planet. the human race for some reason to build a slave sure. army and do some yeah. stuff time so um, AJ you put your hand up yeah uh, I, I, this is kind of a kind of a um, tried joke but I like the fact that you referred to him as Patrick Dempsey and not his character's name because you can just imagine for some reason movie star TV star Grey's Anatomy star Patrick Dempsey is for some reason helping the evil <laughs> Transformers <laughs> okay and um, Transformers 4 is um, so the Battle of Chicago that happened at the end of um, Transformers 3 is like 15 9-11s and so <laughs> it's set years later only four years later but somehow Chicago is completely rebuilt mm. and um, mm. Transformers are like um, no one talks about them then Mark Wahlberg finds one and then he gets swept up in a big um, global scheme to um, I don't know destroy everything and there's Dinobots and mm. an adventure adventure and there's dinobots yeah right. there was yeah. an earthquake in our home city of christchurch how many years ago now uh six years ago still not remotely fixed yeah. <laughs> it's like okay 9 11 happened in 2001 and they just finished building the one world trade center <laughs> yet in four years Damn. chicago which isn't even america's favorite city yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no one's rushing to save chicago but they have transformers so yeah, the Transformers could have built the building. But the, no, they definitely didn't, though. <laughs> what are you talking about? No one likes the Transformers, guys. Um, just just quickly, just and I'm, I'm not going to edit this out because I want this to feel real. If everyone wants to, except for Rowan probably, okay. move their oh, microphone right. just so that it's in the direction of where they're looking Hello. at each other. Oh, yes. You know, okay. just so we're, we're speaking directly into it. Thank you. G'day. Carry on. Okay, um... So yeah, that's that's kind of your films. So and now it's worth I think. Sorry to step on yeah, no, toes. No, there's step three away. films, and then there's basically like a complete begin re beginning. Yeah. scrapping it except for the Transformers, which are, we're meant to believe are characters in this franchise, <laughs> and then it starts again with number four. Yeah, that's that's one hundred percent. As if it were 
a infected appendage it severs ties with the first three films almost completely mm. but now with the last night we're kind of getting something potentially we don't know too much about it um very excited uh, David Corios wants to know why can't the Transformers help the humans but rebuild Chicago? Um, that's because the Transformers are considered like something bad that happened, and they want nothing to do with them. Yeah, so they it, want to kill. It, it's the humans kind of shown that most humans didn't realize that some were helping the humans. Yeah. It was just like it's one of those like even though even though there are good ones here, none of this would have happened if the good ones weren't here. Yeah, and um, by the time mm, the old we Batman get to, paradox, by the time we get to number four. Um, the when was on Earth. That's true. Yeah, when when Optimus Prime is found, he's been deactivated for four years, um, and it seems like there, there haven't been any Transformers around since the Battle yeah. of Chicago. Uh, me and AJ discussed this while we were watching. Four years is a piece of information you've received, like you yeah. know that, right? Four years because that kind of ruins it more. It should be like thirty years. It should be yeah. It should be a long because that. and that, that's why don't, don't mention Sam Witwicky because he's 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 dead. Yeah. He's dead. Well, no, like that's oh. what it should be. It should be... Because well, yeah. we were also later. wondering where he's at. Like, yeah. wouldn't it be great if randomly, you know, add 10 minutes to the film and just keep cutting back to Sam? Yeah, I, I would love to see a Shia LaBeouf cameo on The Dark Knight, but sadly, I don't think it's going to happen. The Dark Knight. The Dark Knight. Bro, I'm going to do this. The last <laughs> um, Just, uh, we'll take a, sh- a, short, a short break for your quick cold pop show weather report. If you can hear a whistling, uh, that is because it is quite windy. Here in Auckland, New Zealand. Oh, Auckland. What is going on? Okay. Um, I just heard a whistle from the wind and I wanted uh, to clarify that. No one's sitting behind us going... Okay, uh, David Karras wants to ask, why was Ken Jong in the third, third film? Um, I don't know, they just needed a, an he, extra actor. I want to talk about that. That's a launching pad. So who was it we were talking to the other day? It might have been David, it might have been Jeremy. Yeah. One of them was like, mentioned that... Uh, T.J. Miller dies in the fourth one and when I was like spoilers they were like oh I think his role's pretty similar to Ken Jeong's in the third film no it's not <laughs> no, 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 no. <laughs> <laughs> Ken, Ken Jeong's Ken Jeong oh. dies in the third film but he's introduced in the third film probably has ten minutes of screen time yeah. he's a joke character meant to be a red shirt T.J. Miller you're supposed to feel real sad when he dies and he shouldn't die because he's <laughs> the only enjoyable part of that movie up until that point yeah. he is only in the film for comedy up until the moment he dies yeah I, I can tell you um, why was Patrick Dempsey in the third film um, because um, he bumped into Michael Bay at a, um, at, a at some you know a mixer or something mixer yeah. and he was like um, you know what I've never done a big budget film and um, and, and Michael Bay was like cool I'll make sure um, you never do one again 6am tomorrow show up to set wow. no way yeah Wait, that, that implies they had someone, yeah, they, but they that, didn't that cast That poor no-name who had just been cast, and he's like, I know it's Transformers 3, but at least it's a role, and he's rich, and he's complex, and he's a villain, but he's like, you know, he's layered. And they were like, ah, oh, we got Patrick Dempsey to play your character instead. <laughs> but, uh, sorry. Yeah, either, sorry, either or like, Jerry. Michael Bay was just, um, just stalling. <laughs> yeah, like, um, so, okay, what, let's all quickly rank the films. Our own personal opinion. Yeah, your own personal opinion. Okay. Shall I start? Yes. Okay. Now I, I'm gonna I'm gonna reveal something about my character here. No. I'm not really into any of them. What? Okay. Um, and we, me and Richard had had an off-pod argument that I was like, no, we need to save this kind of for the podcast really? because if I was to arbitrarily rate them on a scale of one to ten, I would say the first one is a six, seven. Yep. 
probably a six because I don't think it has the substance of most movies and most movies are sevens. <laughs> um, so I'd say it's a six out of ten. I would say Revenge of the Fallen is a four and a half out of ten. I would say Dark of the Moon is a five out of ten. I would say uh, what's the other one? Age of Extinction yep. is a three point five out of ten. Like none of them. I don't. I understand. I understand especially the, the fourth one is notably worse than the other three. Yeah, right. That one it's obvious. Yeah. But between the first three, like we were watching, so so we went into sorry just to to run ahead. Um, we went into Revenge of the Fallen. Uh, which is the second film, Richard was like, this is the worst movie I have ever seen. I had never seen it. I said it was one of my bottom three films. Okay, sure. Um, I had never seen the second one. I'd seen the first one once or twice. Um, I watched that movie and I kind of got what it was going for. I was like, oh, it's all right. Like, it's, it's, it wasn't, it wasn't especially bad. It was, um, it has some racist characters and it has some silly moments and it's very long. Uh, but overall, I kind of liked how it continued, both the, the second and third film, I liked how they continued the arcs of Sam Witwicky and... Um, <laughs> Did you? Well, I did not like them. <laughs> there was nothing wrong with them. There was nothing wrong with them. With, with specifically <laughs> Sam Witwicky's emotional arc, there's nothing wrong with them. Sam Witwicky's emotional arc being he can't say I love you to his girlfriend. Okay, sure. Yeah, his like girlfriend is way out of his league. Um, and loves him dearly. And they seem to have been together for a, All right. a slightly extended period at this point. The And really, let's be honest, like saying I love you doesn't really mean I that. feel like I feel like <laughs> Come on. No, no, what I liked it sorry, I'm remembering now, I'm I'm like the the memories are slowly redigitizing in my mind right, right. now. Um, I liked that they worked him into the story by making it that he absorbed the cube's powers. Because why would Sam be in it otherwise? <laughs> Why would this random character who just happened to run into it in the first film be involved in the second one at all? And it's because when he destroyed the cube by putting it in Megatron's chest, he actually absorbed its power um, un- unknowingly. And so now robotics freak out around him and he's the MacGuffin of the film, sort of. And I liked in the third one that Sam's emotional story in that is, I'm useless. What I've got, no- I've saved the world twice and now I've got nothing to do. Now I have to work a desk job. Yeah, now I that's, can't even get a job. Yeah, that's such a that's such a wise decision to take his character. Instead of trying to like shoehorn him back in, they acknowledge it. They acknowledge that the very purpose of his character was he was in the wrong place at the wrong time or the right place at the right time, depending on how you look at it. And... Um, I like that, yeah, that his internal struggle is I'm actually a nobody. Yeah, okay. So you go so what's your one... <laughs> so you go, you go one, three, two, four. Yes. One, three, two, four. Okay, yeah, sure. Which I feel like you guys probably do too. I, yeah, I mean, <laughs> just, I'm, I'm you less, disagree I'm um, oh. Yeah... I mean, I, I I could juggle two and four, but yeah, only I'm because I had such I actually had like real expectations for number two, and then number four I kind of didn't care. I happened to go to it, and it was like, oh, this is the worst film I've ever seen. Like four is objectively worse than two, but I actually thought two was going to be good. So in a lot of ways, I, I think two is a shittier film, and but. and maybe because I didn't like the first one that much. Like yeah, it wasn't. so yeah, a lot of my hatred for the second one comes from my experience watching it. So I, I, until this was like yesterday, whenever we watched them, I'd only seen it. This was Monday. <laughs> it's like four days ago. Okay, whatever. <laughs> um, time time doesn't work properly when you when you're watching these films. Um, so 
I saw the first one. I think I saw like a, a premiere. I saw it the day before it came out. I was like, oh, that one's ticket, some tickets. And um, you were into it. And I was like, this is the best film I've ever seen. That's so good. And I think like I was at the perfect age to see it. Yeah. I think we probably all were. Um, we're the same age? Okay. Uh, uh, no, I'm 24. Rich oh, is the same age as me. Just, sure. He's okay. like four yeah. months older. Um, so. I'm the baby. Yeah, I, I was like. <laughs> And then I remember being so hyped for Transformers 2 that yeah. I went to the midnight premiere. Yeah. Even though I had school the next day, I went to midnight premiere. Where did and you see the midnight premiere? Sort of like what oh, we're doing like now. Palms, oh, I think, okay. in Christchurch. Right. Except now we have work the next day and we're choosing to do this. <laughs> so, um, I guess you chose to see Transformers That's kind of one of the first films I remember seeing and thinking, like, I know why this is bad, you know? Yeah, yeah. Um, like, Ang Lee's Hulk was probably the first film I saw and was like, this is real bad. Um, but I was like... I couldn't. I, I just. I didn't like it. I, I could. You can't really put your finger on why. Whereas, like, I remember coming out of Revenge of the Fallen, and I was like, and all my friends were like, "Fuck, that was dopey." Like <laughs> those cars were so funny. Oh, why'd you have to do an accent? We were fine. You're no better than Transformers: Revenge okay. of the Fallen. I actually know the friend I yeah, went with, an impression and, of he, friend, and right? he sounds like that. Okay? <laughs> um, I'm Maybe say his name. Turns but, out the racist one was me. But so anyway, he yeah, he was like, oh, bro, that was so mean. Um, and I was like, that actually sucked. And and I can give you a list of reasons why. And I'm not going to give them now because they're all pretty well documented in the past 10 years. I could give you a list of why the first one sucks as well, though. Yeah. I can give you a list of why... No one likes you, AJ. <laughs> 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 okay, let's bring that to the floor. One, you um, smell bad and you know it and you don't do anything about it. So, um, just got real. I've got eleven fifty-seven. I'm only twenty-three for three more minutes. So, um, that's, that sounds like AJ, a song. Roll out, <laughs> um, AJ. Shut up. But it's the same kind of thing that, like, because I like I me, mean, I like to do this like arbitrary kind of scale thing. Where, uh, like, so if we call the best one a ten, mm. and then each one's a fraction of right, that. Yeah. So, like, I'd say Transformers is a ten out of ten. And when I saw Transformers two. I, I, I was going and thinking Transformers was a 10 out of 10. Yeah. Um, and so, it, to me, it was a zero. I can, maybe I can, maybe one redeeming scene, which I couldn't even name to you now. Um, and yeah. then, when I watched the third one, um, you know, yesterday or whenever we watched it, um, <laughs> uh, it was like, I'd heard, this is, it gets real bad. And then... So you the, stopped watching them after number two? Yeah, I did, because it was so bad. And then the last 45 minutes of the third one is fucking dope. Mm-hmm. And so that, yeah. that enough puts it at like a six or a seven for yeah. me. The best scene in the whole franchise is in Transformers 3. Oh, I want to talk about... I want to talk about... Yeah. Shall we okay, put no, a pin in it? Or talk about... Uh, no, nah, because I... We, I did we, want to mention something else what you were talking about before. Are we going to, yeah. at any point, like just go through like film by film and discuss like... What we're well, doing? yeah, I, I wanted to just like... Put it on our flows. talking points of just like... These movies are all like kind of guy porn they're all like male porn they're Um, all male porn yeah (laughs) so you know with those movies we're like uh, I love them I hate them there's some moments where you're like fuck yeah Yeah, Um, what's your most fuck yeah kind of moment so that would be Sam um, is in a car chase he's driving in Bumblebee who's a car (laughs) (laughs) just to clarify and then something happens and uh, Bumblebee has to turn into a transformer and he does it and Sam flies out of the car and in slow motion you see Bumblebee run up behind him jump at Sam who's flying through midair on a like hot pavement and he encloses around Sam and becomes a car again and it's the coolest and Shia LaBeouf is just screaming his head off yeah, yeah. yeah I think yeah and it's fucking awesome and then 
just to put a pin in, in what we were talking about before, uh, and then Transformers 4, um, is, oh, I'd probably give it like a three or four. Yeah. So I would still I would still go really? one, three, four, two. Is that because there's zero expectations on number Yeah, because there's zero expectations on number four, and then I still found things I, I enjoyed in number four. Like more, more of a so bad it's good kind of thing. Like, right, guys, we, I think this is a transformer. A transformer. A transformer. Um, okay. My problem with you going from um, ten transformers one to zero transformers two is that by design of the scale, you've made it very mathematical and yeah, scientific. Yeah. And and if that's how you want to do it, then in my mind. A film gains a point for a certain thing. It's not opinion-based. It's, like, elements-based, what's in the film. And there are redeeming qualities of Transformers 2. And there are, like, you know what I mean? Like, it's not like the acting's particularly bad. The the acting's fine in Transformers 2. That's a point. You know what I mean? Like, to to call it a zero, I guess maybe calling it a zero compared to the first film is different. But calling it a zero in terms of every movie, to me, is like, well, no, because freaking, I don't know, what's a zero out of ten? If you, I once watched a movie called Die You Zombie Bastards, and that's a zero out of ten. I'm pretty sure yeah. it was a porn, <laughs> <laughs> but I didn't realise till I was till I was well into it. Yeah, so I, yeah, I, I, I get where you're coming from, but it's like it's one of those like I've made my bed for the past <laughs> like um, eight years, and I'm gonna lie in it. It's that, like that how I, I refuse to accept or like the ending to The Mist, despite knowing how clever it is. Yeah, yeah. Like I, I've I've gone on the record saying that it's one of my three least favorite films, and I'm gonna stand by that because I didn't enjoy it more when I watched it now. Yeah, I've seen worse movies since then, probably, but I don't I don't think it's better than when I initially Transformers watched it. hurt you. Transformers two hurt you. Yeah. Whereas, um, I don't know, Transformers four was just a bad movie. Yeah, mm. yeah. Transformers four was it was funny because I, I I started work late today. And I had, because of all our different schedules, I had to watch Transformers 4 by myself in the morning. And it got to, like, I was, I was working, like, an evening shift. It got to, like, 6 o'clock, and I felt like I'd been at work since 9. Because <laughs> watching Transformers 4 felt like work for me. Well, Rowan um, bought with him a an IMAX-quality version of the fourth film, which stopped working halfway through. And then we went, I'm not kidding, to, like, what, a... a 480p <laughs> rip of it instead. full screen crop of the widescreen film. And, and, and so on top of that, we, we went from watching in like the best quality you can to one of the worst qualities you can and then Rowan left. After <laughs> like, about 45 minutes of that and I'm sitting at home knowing I have to stay up late tonight, knowing that I've got to work out how to do a live stream podcast <laughs> And all I can think of is like I'm hey, sitting here basically birthday, Oh thank you. Basically wasting time watching Transformers Age of Extinction. Yeah, it's not even the first one. It's not even the last one. <laughs> <laughs> and um, alright, so Ron, your ranking. My uh yeah, my ranking is I think we're I think we're all on the same page with rankings. Um yeah, uh, but the difference is I think Transformers one is a really good film. Yeah. I will Yeah, I I, I, I think I it's a loved that film when I I like when I was a young whippersnapper, I would five out of five, hundred percent. And I'd almost give it a five out of five now, just for for the nostalgia value. I think it like as a as a single film, as the if if it was the only Transformers film, it would just be the best possible Transformers film, and it would be a five out of five for for just doing for taking Transformers, which was the Hasbro toy line, mm-hmm. and making a film out of it. Like, yeah. can I total success? Can and I? Then, oh, yeah. No, you go. And then. Uh, 
So number two came out in my first year at broadcasting school, and I convinced Ooh. the entire class to go to a midnight screening of Transformers number two. And pretty much none of us liked it. We all, and I felt pretty embarrassed for dragging everyone because I was I was hyping that film. Like I have a tendency to really hype films that mm. I want to I want to see. And I thought Transformers Two was going to be golden, and it was not. It was terrible. And it was that it's that thing of like sometimes you hype a film and you see it and you're like ah oh, yeah but you're still kind of jazzed on the hype yeah. But we I walked out of that just knowing it was garbage yeah. Um, and then three was. I, you know, I'd, I'd sort of lost interest in the franchise at that point, but I saw three, and the end, the like last thirty-five minutes was was cool stuff, man. There were some tight visuals in there. The, the as if, we're going to talk about the jump. Yeah, the, yeah. There's like awesome. um, the the third film was filmed in a different way. It's like they actually took the complaints of number two because number two, it's dark. You can't tell what's going on. But three has these massive wide shots where you mm. can tell everything mm. that's going well, on. Well, so I watched a two-hour documentary on the making of number three, yeah. and. They opened the documentary by talking at length about how people didn't like the number two, and yeah. that they had heard those complaints. And you know, Charlotte Buff had a bit where he was talking about how you know we had to go through that to make number three the best version that it could be. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I think number three. You know, if, if number one didn't exist, number three would be a great Transformers film. But it's it's sort of it's samey. If if yeah. Transformers if Transformers as a franchise is like a girlfriend, the first one was like the most you know the happiest you've ever been. Then she cheats on you, and that's Transformers 2. And then years later, Transformers 3, as you see that she's doing all right now. And that's cool. And then you have, like, amazing makeup sex. No! Well. No, that's, like, the last 45 minutes. Oh, I was just saying, like, it's, it's like it's not as good as what, what you know. It no, but then you get that sweet, sweet, like, when, like, she's older now, she's coming to her own sexually, and... You, How old was she before? <laughs> well, no, okay. Women, you know, reached their sexual peak around and then 30, you, so I've been you told. You get a blowy from an actual trans. From a trans woman. Number four. Sharp. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyway, um, I, number three is like the ending. The stuff we love about number three is the same stuff that's in number one, but just turned up. Like the budget is just raised yeah. and they're able to just do, you know, more with it. Because the first one kind of finishes in a very generic Hollywood backlot type city you know like there's nothing yeah. about the ending of the first one that feels particularly high budget and then the third one is like that is clearly Chicago and those are mm. buildings we know and they're like you know they go to there are all sorts of street scenes and it's quite impressive really what they managed to pull off yeah well um okay I'm gonna well quickly we've got a couple of questions I can questions see on the live screen um I'm just gonna I'll go through the Rotten Tomato scores for the first. yeah of course so um Transformers 1, um, critic score 57, audience score 85. So that, it, that's actually, low though, right? Like, yeah, that, that's, so that's, that's, that's... Critic score is what? 57, so right. That's, that's me. I, yeah. Yeah, that, so that, that's, 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 I didn't know that. That's really uh, fascinating. And, um, At the time it came out, I remember people saying like, like there was like sort of, it was a it was a hot opinion, a hot take to be like, no, no, Transformers is actually peak Michael Bay. Like that's a, it's yeah. a good film. But the, obviously the critical reception was pretty, pretty middle. Yeah, and I... Th- I think this this will be partly from people going back and reviewing it as well hmm. because like you look at the fr- no, you look at the franchise as a whole and you're like it's bad but if the like you said if the first one existed in a vacuum it's a good movie mm-hmm. it could be a good movie um, it is a good movie Transformers Revenge of the Fallen 19% critic score um, 50% 57% audience score um, that's like an equal drop drop from both critic and yeah pretty much yeah. Um, Dark of the Moon 35% critic score, 
uh, 55% audience score. So that's actually the least favourite of audiences, which is strange because I would have thought they would have liked the, the, least favorite. the action. Um, but it's a slight increase in the critic score. Um, Age of Extinction, um, 18% critic score. So that's the lowest. Um, but not by much. Not by much. Um, and 51% audience score. So that's um, the last audience score, but not by much. Do we want to know the last night's audience and critic score? I've taken a peek and I can't look back. <laughs> do you want to know um, sorry yeah, yeah say it no first can you go through it's the, ba- the yeah. basic ranking of them just because okay just so, so, so okay critics um, critics go um, and from bottom to top go four and two but they're only one percent away um, and then three jump. and then five and three and five are quite yeah. oh wait three and five wait three and three one, and one sorry three and one, three and one. one. I was going to say oh great we're about to see like, okay, the best um, one in the series five um, that, um, I agree with the critics yeah so five, um, it's the second the highest rated audience film. So at seventy percent. However, it's the lowest critic. Really? At seventeen oh! percent. But also, like you can't trust the audience score. At this exactly, point and you can't really trust the critic score either. No, you, but um, you can't trust Rob basically, earlier time. reviews saying. <laughs> no, I didn't realize we had Dwayne the Rock shots and fuck that website. But yeah, okay, sure. um, yeah. Early reviews, um, you know, it's things like. Hot mess. Um, what the hell do you expect? One of the worst films ever made. So, um... I can't wait. <laughs> I, it's shorter than the last ones. I'm not... Ex- I'm not one of those people who enjoys bad movies. Yeah. <laughs> so, I'm not excited. Um, also, just fun fact, this is the 11th highest grossing franchise. Um, grossed a total of 3.7 billion. Um, it's only 200 million behind Spider-Man. So, it'll presumably overtake it when The Last Night comes out. But when Homecoming comes out, it could... Do they, oh, right, the they, they take into account all of the interest yeah, so in the there's, there's five right. Spider-Man films officially now um, Can, highest grossing is the third one 1.123 mm. billion which is the second highest grossing film of 2011 oh. um, second to um, Death of Hallows Part 2 and um, uh, Age of Extinction also grossed 1.1 billion dollars and was the highest of 2014 the, the um, highest grossing film of 2014 yeah and um, interestingly just before we get to the questions I realise um, I just did a silent nod but we're on video no, it's like, I can't do my, like, little signals. Yeah, yeah, no. We I, I three, so three live views. We're, we're on five third. before. Oh, yeah. really? Yeah. That was amazing. Hello, well, hello, goodbye to the two and hello to the one. <laughs> so, we've got a couple of questions, but I just want to say, um, just another fun fact. Um, Transformers 4 is the only film in the franchise to not be nominated for an Academy Award. <laughs> um, so it truly is the worst film. <laughs> um, all right, so we've got a couple of questions here. What do we got? Um, David Corios exclusively is asking these questions. Yeah, he wants to know. Good work, David. No, no, um, yeah, he nice wants to know it. ranking the audio auto audio bots, the Autobots. <laughs> how does the hierarchy work if Optimus Prime is at the top? Where does Bumblebee, Hound, and Hound's the rest of character. and the rest of the Autobots fit in? Okay, so well, I think it's as simple as that. Optimus Prime is at the top. Optimus Prime's at the top. If, um, if the plot dictates that another character needs to randomly be introduced to be like his mentor or his boss or whatever, yeah, and I think um, Bumblebee's kind of like a son to him because he son? he talks about um, Mark mm. Wahlberg's talking about um, his daughter, and then Optimus Prime goes. I went through the same thing with Bumblebee. <laughs> but okay, that's now. just a joke, and I'm gay. Um, but <laughs> what is Peter? What is the name? Is no, well, maybe I don't know. Ah, uh, it's a real long story. But anyway, like we were just <laughs> real tired. Even worth explaining. <laughs> we were just maybe. real tired watching the third film, and we started going. When it's, it's when he's being shipped off to um to space, and I he's just, talking to Sam, and it's like, Sam. <laughs> I'm gay. I like the idea of learning about Optimus Prime because he's such a closed-off character. 
Yeah. So um, um so, yeah, so you got like so I mentioned that and then Hound's kind of like their Did you just clap expert. into the microphone? I just was like, what the fuck? You're a fucking um, maniac. You've got Rat Ratchet <laughs> who's the um the like nurse. Um and then you've got Jazz who's like the black one. Jazz. Um cracking. And yeah, so you've got kind of all these ones, but they all the they, they all have the their so own to meet with the female. Oh my god. I can't that bit. Um, <laughs> That's the best bit <laughs> um first one's a just a goal. So yeah, they've all got their kind of place, but it's all very much Optus Primes at the top. Mm. Next question from Dave: Who was more of a threat, Sentinel or Galvatron? What do you guys think? Sentinel, the threat from yes, within. Right? Sentinel's a prime as well, and it's it's established. No, just to well. clarify, who are Sentinel and Galvatron? Gal- Sentinel. So Sentinel is <laughs> Sentinel is uh, one of the primes. So there's like all Optus is, is a prime, and so he's. Um, it's established in the um, archangels of Transformers. Yeah, and it's established in Transformers Two that they're like almighty, yeah. and um, then one gets resurrected in Transformers Three. Is there three, a class system back on? Cybertron? There must be. Oh, I think they're like the gods almost. Hmm. Um, or like they're like the guardians. The ruling class, maybe. Yeah. Um, and so, so it's, it's established that they're more powerful, and he almost destroys the Earth. I would well. say He's Sentinel. Yeah, Leonard Nemo plays him. I feel like Sentinel is probably the best part of Three. Yeah, he was pretty good. I quite liked it. Um, Galvatron never almost destroys the world, so I guess... Galvatron's um, just a repurposed um, Megatron, isn't he? Yeah. Um, so, yeah, Galvatron's... Oh, the, the interesting thing about Galvatron is so he's basically Megatron, but he can... Um, I was going to say he can transform. Um, but he's mm. like he's almost like fluid in his design. Which, can I... <laughs> yeah. Can I um, change course here we'll get we'll go we'll intermittently answer dave's questions, dave's questions. <laughs> um i want to shit on the first one just for a second just because everyone's talking about how good it is i want to talk right. about what i think is bad about it um and what i think was a missed opportunity so i'm yeah. i'm totally like a pretentious film student right i get that i get that i'm not the target demographic for transformers despite being a hot-blooded male um we're all exactly the target demographic. yeah i'm the target audience in, in a lineup <laughs> but not in like my own personal tastes right. um Ooh. transformers one is about nothing okay there is no substance to that film there is no like and even in in the simplest films beethoven is about learning to like love your family even though they're different and and seeing like you know the good in everyone like um what's another example of a terrible film that at least has a that's venture three what's that one about okay fine transformers is as bad as as ace ventura (laughs) three um no okay like you know what i mean you know what i'm saying like there's this plot and this story so i've used this example before aladdin is a film about learning to love yourself yeah okay learning to see that you're a prince yeah now i know that you might be like oh not every film needs that no they don't but most actually do whether you realize it or not um and i think the closer they get to being like low budget the more prominent these themes probably are because it's all they've got but what, and like even Transformers 2, Transformers 3, like especially Transformers 3 is about where do I fit in. Transformers 4 is about um, sometimes, they say in the movie, sometimes great things come from mistakes. They say that in the movie and it's very themey. It's, There's got to be a theme in Transformers 1. Yeah, so I'm sitting here trying to think of it. I know. Yeah. Now, here's what, I'm, here's what I'm thinking, right? What it should have been and what it isn't and what it absolutely isn't is... The theme of Transformers 1 should have been there is more than to meets the eye. 
Right. Oh, if you hadn't stumbled there, that, that might have been. <laughs> that might actually be the theme. Transformers like, no more than meets the eye, and there's a part in Transformers One where um, where Megan Fox's character, whose name is Michaela, yeah. says to Sam, oh. um, <laughs> "Says to Sam, you think I'm, you know, you think I'm shallow?" And he goes, "No, I don't think you're shallow. I think there's." more than meets the eye to you and then it's it's brushed over and it's great it's probably my favorite moment of the first one because it's like ah i get it but like ah. imagine if the movie was about that like on a, on a completely relational level so like people think something of sam and he proves them wrong because there's more to sam than meets the eye i think the film is about that mm. i don't think it is i think the film is about a guy who wants a girlfriend gets a girlfriend gets a car and saves the world yeah okay but it's you're right <laughs> um but it's it's also in the sense like that he's it's very, um, you know, Sam's like a nobody at the start of it, and then he's mm. and then he saves the world because there's more than there meets more the eye. But them. these things don't come into, they don't talk about them. They're not like, oh, I was a nobody, and now I'm like, so, so no you, one you think the it... fact that they showed rather than told you. <laughs> is... I think they don't show it though. I think you can right. just glean that. But so you just you just need to be hand fed it. Is what you're saying. So what you're saying is Transformers is too subtle for you, AJ? Mm, yeah, that's what I'm saying. You get what I, you get what I mean, though, <laughs> yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. And it's not necessarily a strike against it, but it would be something that, f- with no, no one's going to be mad if Transformers has a moral. You know what I mean? Like it's not like it's going to ruin the movie. It would require such little effort. Just go back and re put it in the rewrites. Just go. Oh yeah, this this is here. Like Hot Fuzz. One of my favourite movies of all time, Hot Fuzz is about how having friends is more important than working. And it's so simple. It's so simple to say right. that. And they just show that, and it's fine. And if that wasn't in there, it would feel, you know, it doesn't, it, would, it makes the movie better, that being in there. Yeah. It doesn't make it worse. Okay. And maybe if Transformers had a moral or had an underlining message, I would maybe like it a bit more. Yeah. Uh, now... Yeah, oh, sorry. Is, is transform is the first Transformers? I mean, like, let, get it out of the way. Like, these are shallow films. Mm. But is Transformers one? Is is the Sam character not just a really basic surrogate audience surrogate for the average teenage guy? Like, you know, teenage male, which we were all when we first saw that film. And I was, he has, he I was has 22 amazing, when I first saw Transformers. <laughs> he has an incredible adventure. You know, it's it's. I think what it's about. Is it's about uh, being a young man, being a young person, and getting your first car, which really is becoming independent truly for the first time. And he has to, you know, he has to stand on his own, aside from his parents, and he gets thrown into this incredible scenario and situation, and he has to step up and ultimately save the world. Hmm. And I think it's, it's, a- about, it's about independent. Like, if the film at its most basic is about owning your first car... Which I, like, I've, I'm pretty sure Steven Spielberg said like that's the kind of pitch they had for the first Transformers. Yeah. The young guy owns his first car. Uh, the, that time in any person's li- in most people's life is your first steps into becoming a independent adult. I think that's what the first Transformers. Yeah. It's is about caring, and it's about discovering a bigger world than you thought was out there. Yeah, and it's about caring for things that are smaller than you. Ten out of ten, perfect film. Yeah, um, Joseph Coughlin has um, kind of chimed in and said that Transformers has a theme and has sent a YouTube link, which I'm presuming is the theme song to Transformers. <laughs> which when I kill a kill a meme, dude, a um, spicy meme. It's either there or it's be, I don't want to click on it. I feel like someone's going to fuck up. Let's, let's all just assume that that's what it is, <laughs> and we're probably right. Good stuff. Um, we'll check it at the very end. Yeah. So yeah, um, I, th- I mean, uh, yeah. 
Yeah, it was, it was point taken, up, but I think the film. You said about how no one would be angry if Transformers had a moral. Mm. Um, segwaying seamlessly, as we like to do on this podcast, um, especially by talking about <laughs> um, <laughs> that. Um, Optimus Prime is one of these like um, this he's like a he's, strong homosexual character in film. <laughs> he's he's like that. He's that kind of um, <laughs> that Superman, Captain America. That like complete he's he's 100% moral backbone you know he's mm-hmm. like but then when you pitch it just out of interest like sorry to just jump in yeah the character of like so I reckon Bumblebee is like a 25 year old Harold is like not like in universe 9000 but like Harold do you, like I pitch Optimus Prime being like a 60 year old yeah man. I was gonna say 60 hmm. and like okay yeah yeah so, yeah, yeah. I, he's definitely. Do you want me to argue with you? He's weirdly, like he's like an <laughs> old wise, wise one. Uh, it's so weird to me that he is like the kind of hero character of the films because he's. Yeah. yeah. Well, he's sorry, not. He's feels the, like an old dude. He's the Obi Wan Kenobi to. Yeah, that's the thing. He, so he's supposed yeah. to be this like morally upstanding kind of character, and from what I understand of the like gay or the TV show or anything like that. I thought you said the gay, and I was like, let's still talk about it. <laughs> um, <laughs> like he's. Um, you, you know, uh, he's one of these like would never do anything wrong and like doesn't want to yeah. kill anyone unless he has to have to. Exactly. In these movies, he's kind of like a vengeful dick. Um, so, in all of them. Well, okay. Well, from the second I would one, say just the so the, one. Sec- the second one opens with him um, killing a transformer like execution style. He's down, and then Optimus Prime fucking shoots him in the head, and it's like the, real, the Optimus Prime. That happens a couple of times. Yeah, wouldn't ever do, it. and then, like he's just so angry all the time. And then the the fourth film ends with him being like, "Leave Earth the fuck alone," because I'm I'm actually gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna come to Cybertron. I'm gonna kill you to to the oh, to the like, creators. Right. That's yeah. what happened at the end of the fourth one. Yeah. Okay. So yeah. that's that him flying because now he's got rocket boots. He's off. To- um, he's flying off to Cybertron. He's like, leave Earth alone because because I'll, I'll the, actually the- I'll actually smash you, dude. Um, I thought that was <laughs> cool. Though. I was like the ending of Transformers Four. I was like. <laughs> My, like I actually one of my contacts fell out because my, I rolled my eyes so hard. <laughs> <laughs> um, I would say the main problem with uh, Optimus Prime's character in the fourth one specifically is that um, he's he's like he wants to he's given up he's like oh humans are you know they they you know he's he's talking all about leaving Earth now and at one point he's like I promised one day that I would never kill humans but whoever caused this is going to die yeah that's so vengeful and weird optimus it's not that it's it's like cool to have that character can have cracks and weaknesses but not optimus at his age wouldn't think that he's developed too much beyond that yeah i felt like it compromised his character in a bad way i think this is symptomatic of this weird thing where the films treat the transformers as characters that we should care about and then in the next scene they will just brutally execute them (laughs) in a way that it's like they're just cars like who cares mm. and mm. it's a very strange you know straddling of tones and mm. yeah alright here's a here's an interesting argument we can have mm-hmm. what's the best Linkin Park banger <laughs> <laughs> what I've done New Divide or Iridescent New Divide the, whatever the first one was I'm gonna argue Iridescent whatever <laughs> you are not <laughs> you are not <laughs> There's an Imagine Dragon song because there's an Imagine Dragon song at the end of the fourth one. Is there an Imagine Dragon song at the end of the fifth one? Do you think? Do you, do you want me to look, look up? Because wouldn't it be interesting if, if, like, in ten years' time, they refer to the different generations of Transformers movies as the Lincoln Park trilogy <laughs> and the Imagine Dragons trilogy or duology? Um, I feel like I'm on Michael Bay to return for the 
the, third, the, the sixth one. Yeah. So he said he's not going to. Well, let's let's get that out of the bag. Um, would you guys want him to? Yes, I just. Said I, it. I I do. I actually I actually <laughs> would love him to too. Yeah. because I'd love to see him do. I, that. I honestly feel like Michael Bay's Transformers franchise. He's like one of the only auteur filmmakers working in Hollywood, mainstream Hollywood at the moment. Like he makes those films exactly the way he wants yes, to make yes, them. He's yeah. in a position where, for whatever reason. He gets to be his weird self. And so I think that actually should be celebrated. It should be, but unfortunately it's the equivalent of like a really good like um, hot dog maker. <laughs> like it's He makes this great hot dog, American. but then, then someone next to you is like eating a sirloin steak, you know? like And steak is better than hot dogs. There, I said it. All right. <laughs> Welcome to Food Franchise Four Nights. Uh, That's what we talk about, food. <laughs> Um, hot dogs better than steak for opinions dream fuck off <laughs> um, I don't know if we have just been through each film and talked about what we like and dislike on a film by film specific basis yeah, alright have we done that I can't remember Transformers 1 like hate go AJ um, well I feel like I've covered covered that okay. I love the opening if the f- whole franchise was just a 10 minute short film which is that opening with the helicopter rocking up to the other oh yes, yes 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 and they're like yeah. who are you and, like, and the guy's like, it's like I'm watching 45x that chapter went down in Vietnam I d- check it and double check it like, I did sir my friend's on that chapter like and then you're like what the hell is this and, like, wah, 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 and the, tra- the helicopter transforms yeah, that and they're cool. all like oh my god wah, 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 wah. that is <laughs> awesome that I opening mean, the way they treat a transformer that transformer is not a character it's a threat and it's just an yeah. awesome sequence if it was that if that's where it finished 10 out of 10 perfect and yeah, the if there was, was, if was, was like a, a fan film but I feel you'd like, be like make yeah, a Transformers film that, that opening to Transformers 1 kind of summarises the whole film because the, the whole first film feels very restrained and feels very kind of like self-serious and it's all you know everything kind of works um, there are just loads of great moments in the first Transformers film My the thing I liked the most about Transformers was probably the first film was probably the parents and not the, <laughs> yeah, the, the yeah, parents was, but their, their, yep. their interaction with 100%. Sam I love that scene where his mum's like were you masturbating and the, the look the, on the dad's mum is amazing <laughs> so yeah so they're trying to figure out why Sam's being so secretive and it's because he's got a Transformer out of his backyard and and um, a girl in his room, in his room. Yeah. Um, and he's trying to get them to leave his room and then his mum goes well what's the matter sam were you were you masturbating and she and like it cuts to like a reverse shot of sam and sam's dad and the look on sam's dad's face is just like are you serious <laughs> like he's like honey that's a man to man and it's like it's chaos yes. happy time. yeah yeah and it's it's very um it's very the parents of yeah. easy a yeah so um, and I'm, that is why it's a film about like growing up i agree yeah. being set and your i'm gonna jump on that and say my favorite part of the transformers the first transformers movie is the parents the whole and then and then let's go to the second movie oh, my least favorite? favorite part is the parents oh, oh, they're no. fucking horrible in that oh, film no. holy shit Boy, did they miss the fucking <laughs> Oh my god. Okay, so they're like, hey, you liked this carrot in the first one. Let's cram them down your throat if, until you literally choke and die on them. If Transformers 1 was that hot dog I was talking about earlier, the parents in Transformers 2 is the shitload of mustard and ketchup you put on. <laughs> like, oh my. So there's a scene. Um, Sam's going off to college and the mum goes and she gets high. She gets so high that both of the films, that um, both of the colleges that were real life users filming, like, filming locations saw that scene and said 
you cannot name us. <laughs> <laughs> And like, and I then, and then, I'd do anything for an A. And then they just show up in the climax in <laughs> Egypt yeah, yeah. for no reason. They're in Egypt. They, 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 they just show transformer. up in Egypt. What's worse, the the overuse of the parents or the um, racist characters? The racist characters. We've sort of touched on. Far, far. Could worse. you describe the racist characters for us, Rowan? For those well, who I don't seen... want to come across as racist. Have you guys <laughs> seen SpongeBob? Yeah. Imagine him being a racist stereotype. So they're a pair of twins. Um, and I say that in the sense that that's what they're called. And they're called squ- uh, Skids and Mudflap. Skids yeah. and Mudflap. And so they, they are illiterate. And they are... They look like monkeys. Urban. Yep. And, yeah. They're black stereotypes. Black they stereotypes or like Mexican stereotypes. Some, somewhere yeah, in between. Yeah. Which is in a way more racist than them just being one stereotype. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, like, <laughs> just stick to your minorities. The, the amount that they look like monkeys... And they are, like robotic they monkeys. Are absolutely so, not funny on any level. Nothing they add yeah. to the film is, is good. And do they just show up out of nowhere? Or did I miss yep, them? That, well, that, I think that's one of the <laughs> biggest problems I have with Transformers number two. We've, we've talked about number one. Yeah. The biggest problem I have with Transformers number two is you open and it's like, here's a ton of exposition. Here's a ton of stuff that's happened. We're completely kind of rewriting like where this film universe is at. Mm-hmm. Now the Transformers are doing X, Y, and Z and all these new Transformers have arrived and... You just, it's, it feels like a completely different it, yeah, series of it's, films. It's, that, it, it's interesting because they do the bigger and just assuming that means better. Mm. And then in the third one, they go bigger again, but it actually is better. Like they go bigger in a different way in each film. It's bigger because um, the people, stakes are way are higher dying. in the third film, yeah. And I think one of the, the, the biggest problems, the biggest thing that, tra- the biggest offense that Transformers 2 commits is about halfway through the film they have Megatron broadcast to the entire world we are here, we are Transformers and the entire point of robots in disguise is completely abandoned from the franchise from that yeah, point on yeah, that's like, a really good point the, the, the idea that these are robots that you know any car could turn into a robot yeah is just gone. I, I That's remember a really good observation. After watching the first film, I remember sitting at the bus stop, like, I love the first film. After sitting at the bus stop and just watching cars going past and just imagining them just transform oh, into running robots. Is that one of And, like, that was the joy of the first film. It was like, any car, could, any vehicle could be a transformer. It's like, oh, how would it transform all bits? And, yeah, number two, who cares? They're not, they just, ha- they transform when they need to go fast. Yeah, and it's even like, like a villain like The Fallen. It's like, he's just a robot, you know? And yeah. also, when I hear the full one, I think of plural. Yeah, yeah. That, that's... that's were, I was yeah. so gutted when they're like, he's called the Fallen. And you're like, it's one guy? Oh. <laughs> I mean, you think the Fallen, you know? You don't th- yeah. I don't know. I guess there's no pluralization there. Uh, Emily has asked us, have you tried watching them all at the same time? No. That's that, a, that's that's someone did that, that, right? Uh, I think Red Letter Media oh, did that. Oh, yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and, and randomly things would line up. Yeah, they said. I, I remember hearing that um, something like uh, the sexy love interest, who's Megan Fox in the first two, and Rosie Huntington Whitley in the third film, show up at like within a second of each other. Yeah, um, and, and that, the, the, the films hit all. Apparently, all the films hit the same points, and then just like the second one will go on for another ten minutes, and then yeah. the third one goes on for another ten minutes. <laughs> like the, the battles, the final battles will start at the same time, mm-hmm. which is interesting because. The second film's final battle is literally like, oh, the Fallen's here, the world's going to end. Oh, wait, Optimus Prime came back to life because he died earlier. Um, and now he's got a, a more, uh, he's got a suit and he can fly and he just and he punched the Fallen now and he's dead and oh, the film's ended. I did like Jet Man. What was his name? 
Jetfire. Jetfire. He was a cool Transformer. The old Transformer. Yeah, they, yeah. they awaken one in an in a army airplane museum. museum and Ex- worst part of Transformers 2 is the scrotum. No, the worst part of Transformers 2 was the, uh, the, the, the girl who was a Terminator Transformer. And so, oh, oh, yeah. can so we talk about that in Transformers a don't need to be robots, cars, they can just mm. be people. Let's, yeah. let's, and then um, it's never brought up. I'm, yeah. t- I'm bringing out the proverbial pins, and I'm putting a pin in that. I want to talk about that next. But, Richard, what's the scrotum? Um, okay, so. What is the scrotum? <laughs> there's a giant um, Transformer, and John Turturro is standing under it, and he's trying to message his. Um, like location, and he looks up, and there's these the two. The not Chekhov's gun, the gun that is just randomly introduced <laughs> yeah. at the end of the film and is not set up at any point. There's these two wrecking balls underneath, between the two, um, the robot, the Transformers' two legs, and John Stero looks up at them and goes, "I'm directly beneath the enemy's scrotum." Which is a, there's a way you can make that joke work. That's not it. Yeah, not, like, like, like <laughs> just not the worst thing. In the film. It's, like, it's, it's not particularly funny. It's, yeah, like we're we're about to you, like what can you see? And he looks up and goes. I'd rather not say. That's, <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's yeah, yeah. how you do it, you know? Um, you don't use the word scrotum. Yeah, yeah. You don't use the word scrotum in any context, ever. Yeah. Um, we'll, okay. we'll bleep it in this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> um, on the scrotum, while we're on the scrotum, while we're on the girl transformer, so in the second one, um, Sam gets accosted by a, a sexy lady who turns right, out to be... Isabel Lucas. Um, who's a transformer, and, she, and of course Michaela walks in on him as she's like straddling him against his will. Um, and it turns out she's a transformer, and she has like this robotic tongue that shoots out. Deadly <laughs> tinge. <laughs> and I think both those examples and numerous others are the fundamental problem with this series, and that is how sexual these series are. Oh the, yeah. The series is oversexualized, mm. and I think what what annoys me about it one is that it's kind of, there's a, there's a very like kind of male gazy kind of feel to it all and another is like these are kids toys like i i feel like there would be there's a better there's a better film where these are more family oriented movies and we'll get to that um tomorrow and continue the franchise on my end um, i think that the over sexualization in this movie is reaches its peak in the fourth one when there's a detailed plot point about the fact that Mark Wahlberg's character, whose name is Cade... Cade um, Yeager. Cade Yeager. His 17-year-old daughter is dating a 20-year-old guy, and when it's brought up that she's a minor, um, her 20-year-old boyfriend pulls out a card with Romeo and Juliet written on it, and it's like this clause that's valid in Texas, where if you were dating before... Yeah, if, if if, if two people are dating before one of them reaches the age of not being a minor anymore, being a major... What would that be called? Um, it can still still be legal. Which and me and Rowan were talking about it when we were watching it, and I was saying how like I, I said I said to you, Rowan, I was like, does this come from a place of reality? Like, does is Michael Bay super protective of his daughters? You know, is like because because uh, Kate is very protective of his daughter, and um, it's all very very weird with the, the age thing. Um, and I was like, yeah, maybe maybe Michael Bay is really protective of his daughters, and this is like creepy way of telling. Um, you know, telling his daughters, this is how I think, maybe. I mean, well, okay, so... The assumption you're making there is that Michael Bay writes these films. <laughs> that's true. Yeah, you he don't think he is. Um, yeah. But also, then you looked it up, Michael Bay doesn't have kids, and he's not married, which led me to the assumption, is Michael Bay a virgin? Because that would make sense. <laughs> with, with this, and there's nothing wrong with being a virgin, but there is something wrong with being a virgin and making movies that are as, like dripping with sex as these ones 
Like, yeah. if, if Michael Bay's a virgin, are you Googling that? Because that's hilarious. Um, <laughs> You're not going to get an answer on um, And he made these films that, like, there's a shot in the second one where it, it pans over to Megan Fox and she's straddling this motorbike as she's working on it and she's, you know, wearing wearing a tank top and short shorts. I, mean, I would say that is more just Michael Bay's advertising background coming out and that's, like, the only way he knows how to shoot these setups mm. is make them look gorgeous on every level. I... I don't think it's that Michael Bay's a virgin. I think he's the most aggressively heterosexual man in Hollywood. <laughs> and maybe those and, two things aren't mutually exclusive. absolutely puts that in his films. He's... Yeah, there's nothing on about his, like, dating life or anything like that in Wikipedia. I don't think he's he is, however, um, he He um, is. Leonard Nimoy is his cousin-in-law. Yeah, yeah. Or was. Um, That's how he got him in the film. Yeah, yeah. still is. When yeah, how did Leonard Nimoy end up? Um, I asked him randomly because uh, that was part of the documentary. Just turn, said, turn yeah, up, it's turn up tomorrow. It's, how have we not worked together yet? Do you want to be in the film? We get to do was a bunch of voiceover work. It was great, man. But I mean, um, it's, it's by the same token, Hugo Weaving and uh, Michael Bay have never met. Hugo yeah. Weaving just rocks up to a studio every three yeah. years and records and makes seventy five hundred thousand um, dollars, whatever. So the the Romeo and Juliet laws that you that you talked about. Um, the thing I love about that is that it's laminated in mm-hmm. his wallet. It's like he clearly has to like, show people he's ready to go. Yeah, yeah. Like people, are like, isn't that a little weird? He goes, oh, and he wore out the old one. He's like, I'm going to eliminate this thing. Uh, the Romeo and Juliet law is a real thing in Texas. I, I um, bet it is, but it's it is. weird it's, that he felt it was important enough to bring yeah. up in the movie. So basically, if a what young adult, if a young adult over the age of seventeen has consensual sexual relations with someone under the age of seventeen, but at least fifteen years old, with no more than a four year age difference between the two, between the two, um, the Law does not require the older party to register as a sex offender if convicted of statutory rape. Oh, wait, so the law is only around not requiring the older party to register, so they could still be convicted of statutory yes, rape? Yes, so, so she could, pre- or even, just not register I'm pretty sure Cade could still press charges against him. Right. Um, but then he just, he doesn't, he's not a sex offender. We don't know the But he could still be convicted. What's the difference? Yeah, anyway. What do I don't know. know. Who knows? Um, but isn't it I weird? I don't know enough about sex. At one, at, one point, <laughs> at one point during the writing process of that, someone decided to put in these movies that are very broad, not very, like, they don't talk about the nuance a lot I mean, of the characters. Yeah. They don't talk about the nuance a lot of where they are in their lives. Someone thought, you know what would be a good element for Transformers 4? If the main character's daughter was 17 and dating a 20-year-old, but it's okay because they've got the Romeo and Juliet. Well, well, I think it was like the kind of thing that they liked the idea of having Mark Wahlberg have an underage daughter and being overprotective. They're like, oh, we need, a, we need another guy. We need a love interest. It's like, oh, we don't want another teenager. What if he's like a cool guy? He's in college. And it's like, oh, but then oh, people... Doesn't that make him a rapist? Yeah. Someone, they, they, they're stuck on this for days. Then, the, then one of the writers bursts in the water. He's like... Google the Romeo and Juliet statue. (laughs) So that's why the film's set in Texas now. Yeah. (laughs) Like, they're like, like, where's the law where it's legal for them to fuck? It is a a baffling plot. Because he could just be a teenager as well. The the story of of, um, Mark Wahlberg learning to... Or is it more that they wanted to have two young adults, but they didn't want to have, like... They still needed one of the characters to be Mark Wahlberg's daughter, and she had to be young enough that mm, she act like his to, daughter. Yeah, they're trying to get uh, the mid to mid to late thirties and Mark Wahlberg. They're trying to get the teenage and the girl. Uh, what's her name? Do we remember? No, uh, Tess. 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 Tessa. Tessa. Um, and they're trying to get the uh, young adult demographic and twenty-year-old uh, yeah, Lucky Charms. Frogged over number three. <laughs> number three. Sorry. Sorry. Worst parts of the first two hours. Best part is the last 45 minutes. Like, the last 45 minutes what is awesome. What are the first two hours again? Exactly. 
Well, that's the thing. <laughs> I couldn't. I, I would struggle to tell you what what these movies are about, but I can oh, tell you what they look like. You get that yeah. amazing bit where Sam is like kicking the shit out of his car, mm. and Patrick Dempsey comes around and is like, "You won't start that." I don't know that, but I love that. But it's funny. Mm. Um, so, in watching joke. the um, in the documentary. Uh, Megan Fox was in the rehearsals for Transformers Three. All right, yeah. she was. They she they parted ways very close to the start of production, um, and and they talk about how the script was basically not rewritten when she left. Wow. Other than a couple of like you know minor lines. So when I was watching Number Three with that in mind, it is really obvious that they were extending and continuing that relationship mm. and those characters. Um, really it, it, it's kind of hilarious that they didn't have to change anything to yeah. make it a brand new character like it's just like the, the girlfriend character is completely disposable do we know why Megan Fox left? Uh, she called Michael Bay a Nazi and, and likened him to Hitler yeah but yeah. who hasn't? <laughs> and then, Shia LaBeouf and then said he... the second film was terrible but they, they all did I think they all admitted that yeah, the second Michael film was Bay terrible said, but then, it was Rider Strike stuff as well yeah, but the, yeah, yeah the Rider Strike had a big impact on number two being crap but, um, but then Michael Bay went and put her in Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. So yeah, they're clearly on decent terms. The yeah. These are very. I mean, I know obviously. Interesting. Like having seen Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles now for this podcast, mm. and then watching Transformers, there's definitely the the attempt that you can see the attempt to make it as big as Transformers, but it yeah, wasn't. I yeah. And then number three pro- kind of rounds off the yeah trilogy. Quite right. Yeah, at the end of number three, he tells Rosie Huntington Whitley that he loves her. And it's a big deal. And in number two, it was the big deal that he couldn't tell Megan Fox that he loves her. <laughs> so it's yeah. like, yeah. This is the weakest character development <laughs> plotline ever. But yeah. Is it weaker than Marty McFly not wanting to be called Chicken? No, that's fine. That works for me. It didn't work when we did the last podcast. Please <laughs> <laughs> come around. Really? <laughs> um, well, Back to the Future is a perfect film. All, all three right. of those films are five out of five. All right. Is there anything else? We- I'm Sandra. And I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today want to bring up because i feel like we're getting um pretty you know pretty long-winded trying and, um, about three about and three we're um we've still got a fifth film to talk about mm, and that's a true. franchise to continue that's true um do you want to how about just for a little treat yeah we talk about titles for a bit oh yeah, let's talk about titles um so this is an why are we talking one. about titles oh, well we talk about titles a lot on this podcast oh okay um so it's not why but yeah it's interesting because it's like Transformers is obviously like <laughs> call it Transformers, um, and then Revenge of the Fallen, Dark of the Moon, Age of Extinction, The Last Night. Can I? I mean, let's go be real. Them. People go to the cinema and they go, "I'll have one ticket to Transformers." Yeah, yeah. that's true. <laughs> they, no. But for my own semantics, shut up, AJ. <laughs> let, me, let me go through and tell you why each one irks me. Okay, Transformers is fine. Call it Transformers. The only the only suggestion I would say is maybe if you call it Transformers. The something 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 then maybe you've got like a cool like, like, like a Harry Potter style yeah yeah yeah, yeah sure. exactly um, what, Revenge, would you, what would be your subtitle then um, something about the Allspark I don't know Transformers The Revenge of the Allspark yeah how about the fact that none of these films work without their MacGuffins 
As of at this time, we don't know what the MacGuffin of the fifth film is, but we know it'll be mentioned in the opening narration. Um, That's true. Yeah. Before Um, time began, there was this thing. Yeah, sure. Um, Okay, Revenge of the Fallen. Actually, just a quick point. In the opening narration of Transformers 1, Optimus Prime talks about a planet that they don't know about called Earth. Like, our attention was drawn to a planet, an unknown planet called Earth. And then the subsequent four films have all talked about how mankind knew about Transformers, Transformers knew <laughs> yeah, about yeah, Earth. Yeah, yeah. the like, Transformers were there, there in the time of dinosaurs. No logic to any... There's no continuity. Yeah. Star Wars fans and the canon fans would just be outraged. Okay, so, Revenge of the Fallen, I'm not... It's kind of a weird thing to say. Like I don't know, they're just they're maybe because the fallen's only a singular. Yeah, it's like I don't, Deadpool hunting. I don't, I don't have too much a problem with it. Why is he fallen? I don't know why he fell. Because he's Lucifer, right? He's he, like a Lucifer. Yeah. Did he try? He, yeah, yeah, sure. um, Dark of the Moon just sounds like you forgot what Dark Side of the Moon was called. Yeah, yeah, it's real weird because it's about the Dark Side of What's the Moon. The secret history of why we went to the moon. Yeah, which is a good idea. It's a good moon. idea. Yeah. Um, Age of Extinction is so vague. <laughs> like it's yeah. got dinosaurs in it okay. it's weird because it's like Age of Extinction and then like a year later we had Age of Ultron yeah and it's like and then the last night you've got the Dark Knight and the last Jedi mm. it's like why the last night I things? don't like because it breaks the format of the, the of the something yeah. something of the something Age of Extinction does as well Age of the yeah extinction. but at least it's of Extinction yeah um yeah the last night sucks out of the John Tourism the new one but you know what that being said um this is a similar situation to my grievances with calling the fifth Bourne movie Jason Bourne. Yeah. Um, if the sixth Transformers movie is called something that isn't something of the something, then you're then you're fine. Then, then you, six. <laughs> well, that would suck. But if it was called Transformers: The Final Frontier, something like that, yeah, it's yeah. like okay, now you've now you've broken the pattern. So if so, just to, to clarify, if um, they called the sixth Jason Bourne movie something else that wasn't the born something then it's fine again because you've broken yeah. your pattern and established that you're broken Jason Bourne 2 okay well now you're just finding po- poking holes <laughs> now you're just in my airtight semantics well, call it Transformers 5 even though it's the well do we do we want to talk about what the, the future is yeah let's do that okay so you mean there is we won't give our own continuations um, but there is a Transformers 6 currently untitled due for 2019 there's also um, a spin-off the start of a cinematic universe what we've all been wanting called Transformers Universe Bumblebee now I'm excited for that because the director yeah so it's going to be directed by Trevor a lot of stuff I don't know it's going to be directed by Travis Knight who directed Kubo and the Two Strings it's um, a better, better movie <laughs> like a lot of stuff Michael Bay's done and so. um, it's going to star Hayley Steinfeld yep and yeah. um, be set in 1985 that's that's what you needed to happen <laughs> yeah. like I remember that a lot of people were real pissed off when they found out that Transformers The Last Night wasn't set in medieval times well it's, it, okay like, <laughs> like not completely yeah from what I understand it's yeah. it does, does deal with medieval times so is this in the canon and continuity of the main films yeah. yes so Bumblebee's been on Earth since 1985 at yeah. least that's a great idea, and and maybe it's like I feel like I'm going to like Bumblebee more than the other ones. Yeah, it's interesting though. Like, so this is their new naming convention now. Apparently, Transformers Universe subtitle. Yeah. It, wait, Transformers Universe. Yeah. Transformers <laughs> Universe Megatron. Oh, okay. oh, okay. And so you got Transformers Six show confirmed 2019. So we got we're getting one every year basically. 2018 we're getting Bumblebee. They've said um, oh, Michael Bay has said that there are 14 scripts ready to go for the Transformers universe. Um, 
So we've got um, I'll take one. a potential G.I. Joe Transformers crossover, which is being written. Mm-hmm. Um, also a potential G.I. Joe Gem on the Holograms um, crossover, just for fun. Mm-hmm. Um, and also there's one um, call, uh, it's about the origin of the Autobots versus the Decepticons, and it's called Transformers 1. That's cool. I like that. <laughs> Do you guys want to watch Transformers 1? <laughs> <laughs> My favourite. Um, I think... Yeah, yeah. Transformers One's the best Transformers. No, Transformers is the best. Tra- um, no, I, I, don't, I don't mind any of this extended universe stuff because or expanded cinematic universe. Yeah, there's stuff. not enough cinematic universe, is it? Well, it's more that they sound like kind of good ideas. Like and like, I'm not sure how how psyched I am for the Hasbro cinematic universe, but um, I yeah, I could see. Yeah, because like Jim and the Holograms and GI Joe are both dead in the water. Like, no, no one gives a shit about it. Did Jim and the Holograms even happen? Yeah, yeah, it came out, and it's considered oh one of the biggest flops of all time. Oh my gosh! I had no and we idea. used to give it away on DVD for sticky uh, on sticky TV, and I would uh, I would ask to give the kids a different DVD because <laughs> I was like, well, this is actually just mean to put the kids." Um, is there where where are we at with the Transformers My Little Pony crossover? It's or or Hasbro vs Mattel, where she where Transformers fights Barbie. That's what I want to see. Who knows? What? Yeah. What? Tra- what? Other than G- like G.I. Joe kind of makes sense, I guess. Yeah, because you just have them team up with Channing Tatum. But, but then why do they need to do... they they Until the Transformers movies stop making like dump trucks loads of cash, they don't need to cross them over with anything. Yeah. So, but um, what show us the Hasbro properties. Okay, so Hasbro properties, think? just for some of these, um, you've got... Transformers, Monopoly, My Little Pony, G.I. Joe, Furby, Beyblades, Cabbage Patch Kids, Easy Bake Oven, Hamtaro, Gem <laughs> and the Holograms, Jurassic Park, they've got the right the um, product rights for that. Um, <laughs> they obviously don't have the film rights. Hold on. Yeah. <laughs> oh, they don't have the film rights. Yeah. Well, okay, never mind. They've, 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 yeah, Star Wars film yeah, they've also got um, Star Wars. Oh, I was going to say, like, um, <laughs> so like Transformers is like the, 2D the Jurassic universe. Um, Mr. Potato Head, Nerf. Play-Doh, Zoids, Battleship, Cluedo, Dungeons and Dragons, Magic the Gathering, Risk, Scrabble, Trivial Pursuit, Ouija, and Bop It. Bop It. Transformers vs. Bop It. Now, the one, the one that makes sense there would be <laughs> Zoids, right? Start. They should probably oh, yeah. actually do a Zoids yeah. Transformers movie. Those are all very interesting ideas, and I would entertain the idea of any of those movies, but I don't know if they should ever cross over with... Yeah, there's so a Monopoly really movie in the works. Has been, has been yeah, like is the Monopoly movie going to be in the same continuity as Transformers? <laughs> like, that's, I guess, my other issue with it being a G.I. Joe crossover is, like, I feel like G.I. Joe would know about the destruction of Chicago. Like... Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, Everyone would know surely at some point they're just going to reboot the whole thing. Yeah. Um, that's but the, the difference, I think, there is, like, Transformers and G.I. Joe have both had, like, cartoons, and there's, like, a... It's like a storyline that goes with those properties, whereas mm. there's no storyline that goes with Play-Doh. <laughs> yeah, so they've got... Um, yeah, and isn't, yeah, Furby's... Oh, my gosh. Furby's... No, there's a Furby in Transformers 1, isn't there? Yeah, yeah. It, it, it gets affected by the Allspark and turns into the... Um, and the it was like a, that was a Furby truck. Oh, okay. Well, that was a missed opportunity. Imagine a bunch of Furbies. That'd be great. That'd be a great scene. If all, like, isn't the... Furby just Gremlins? No. Not me? Okay. Oh, are you saying, like, are they like gremlins? Well, I thought, I actually, for some reason, I thought they were the same thing. <laughs> no, like, they're not. They're, yeah, okay. So, slightly different fuzzy creatures. Let's... Just like me. Put a pin. Should we start taking pins out of things? I've got, like, I've got, we've, we've got no pins left. Right, right, okay, let's take a pin out. What have we taken, put oh, pins oh, in? Oh, we should have written down what we were putting pins in. <laughs> I feel we've like we've actually come back to most of them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I just don't like using pins twice. Right, yeah. Once I've used a pin, I throw a pin out. Take a penny, leave a 
Take a pin, leave a pin. Yeah, so I think, Ryan, you had a couple of things you wanted to talk about, didn't you? Yeah, I just was trying to find... I had notes written on all four transform, uh, all three Transformers films that I was going to... Uh, just trying to get online. Imagine if there was, a, there was the spark here and it like affected your iPad. That's, that's my improv. I've used the things around me. <laughs> to, to create comedy. <laughs> um, okay, well, imagine if this one thing happened. Yeah. Is what it a, because you turned Wi-Fi off? Yeah, I think it is. Um, well, we, we've got a whole other, you know, probably half an hour of this podcast to go after this. Yeah. yeah I mean, uh, so at this point, like, watching the first three... So I love the first one, and then it's been kind of downhill since then. In re-watching the first three, I was like, oh, I'm starting to get really excited about mm. number five. Yeah. And then, you know, watching a couple of videos of Michael Bay talking about how, you know, he believes in... The th- this is... It's worth noting, I think, in a totally unsarcastic way... Transformers 5 is the only film being shot in native stereo 3D that's being released this year. Okay. Which to me is really interesting because the 3D thing has kind of come and gone, but he is still making films for, you know, the big screen. He, oh. he you, you can be a cynic, you can hate his films, but he clearly cares about providing a spectacle and he has a big hard-on for shooting things in real life, shooting as much practically as he can. Yeah. You've got to give the man his credit, he doesn't shoot with a second unit. Shoots yeah, his entire movies by himself in same record kind of time, yeah. and apparently another director making those same films, the films would cost like thirty percent more because he moves right. so quickly and he works so efficiently with his crew. Like the guy has, he's perfect. He's, good. He he's is, good at making. He is an auteur filmmaker, and, and yeah, this thing he's good. And at he wants to give us a movie shot in native three D, specifically formatted for IMAX. And I'm very interested yeah. to see what this. I've got to res- I've got to give props to Michael Bay in a lot of ways because. Um, I love his attitude of like people are like Michael Bay. How do you feel that your movies are terrible? And he goes, "Hey, critics, they hate them. Still bought a fucking ticket." <laughs> yeah, and the films make crazy amounts of money. Yeah. And, he's the Adam Sandler like, of action, directors. and he has in his repertoire yes. like three of the best blockbusters. You know, like pure blockbusters yeah. ever made. Like Armageddon is a incredible blockbuster. It works. On, he didn't write the script, so the story is like as good as it, as it is, and it's fairly solid. And the whole film, start to finish, is a bloody good time. Yeah, he's has, he's a, has an emotional core to it that really gets paid out at the end, and it has on the edge of your seat action throughout the film. Uh, you know, this he he can make good films when he wants to in these last few Transformers. So, it's been, <laughs> anyway, what I was saying is, uh, so I'm getting really excited watching the first three, and then just watching the fourth one today. Rem- like, hadn't watched it since. I saw it in theatres, and now I'm like, oh, what the hell? Oh, this is the continuity they're doing. (laughs) Why am I here in Auckland when Dunkirk comes out in a month, and I don't have tickets to see that in IMAX? (laughs) Oh, my gosh. That's Uh, that's amazing. That's so funny. I'm slightly regretting that. (laughs) It's interesting. Yeah, Dunkirk announced today it's only an hour and 45 minutes long. Yeah, that's Fuck, I wonder so what Michael Bay thinks of movies. Just to sidetrack, I think he has made the Mad Max of World War II films. Like, yeah. all in real time, I reckon, it's yeah. super relentless. Dunkirk's could be his oh, picture. Hopefully we can film. see a preview for it tomorrow night. <laughs> True. But, um, <laughs> yeah, in New Zealand. Interesting. No, on the preview oh, on right. the IMAX. If um, The Dark Knight, uh, sorry, The Last Knight, um, grosses a billion dollars, Michael Bay will be the first director to have directed three billion dollar films. Wow. It probably will gross a billion dollars. Yeah. I, I reckon it'll gross nine billion dollars. I reckon it won't even gross one dollar. Well, actually, we haven't I, bought our tickets yet. I haven't written down that it's currently grossed zero. 
according to statistics. Mm. Yeah, good. Mm. So I, I expect like I expect those right figures head. to change. Looks like I've got a horse ahead, as it were. A horse of head. They've got a head of hair. Um, yeah. All right. Shall we go see Transformers last night? Right. Shall we go see Transformers tomorrow night? Yeah. Hold tight, dear listeners, for a hot take on and Transformers the last night. Cool. Uh, we'll cut the podcast no, 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 here. No, no, no. Don't oh. do. No, I'll put the Transformers theme. Oh, can you put in the music um, is great? Shall I put so in the Logan trailer? All right. Play like a random audio clip of, of Optimus Prime saying something to Sam. Okay. Samuel Woodward. We're back. We did it, guys. We've now seen Transformers The Last Night 2017. Michael Bay's final outing in the Transformers franchise. And you know what? It's pretty damn good. That was this was the worst birthday <laughs> I have ever had. Um I was being facetious. Oh. It's not good. Um that's my hot take. Um <laughs> Ron, thoughts? I, <laughs> I liked it. <laughs> you, you did not. What do you well, mean? Okay. Uh, well, who knows, right? Maybe I just enjoyed the experience, right, of like watching it with you guys, just coming up with your buddies. I was expecting it to like, you know, drop away into like terrible land, and yeah. it was it was never great, but it never like bottomed out the way I think the. Uh, the, the Age of Extinction did. No, I disagree. That was embarrassing. That was, <laughs> that was an embarrassing film. You think that was worse than I Age of Extinction? I think that's the worst one the of worst the five. One? Ooh. Yeah, like... Am I in the unique position of being the only person who, who saw them all in theatres when they first came out? Yes. Yeah. Mm, I, I saw the first, second and fifth in theatres. I've seen the fifth in theatres. <laughs> yeah, so... I right. paid $30 to see this movie in theatres on my birthday. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's... Yeah, it, it, I guess we talked about it a little bit in the first half of the podcast, but it's we talked about expectations and that um, Transformers 2 personally offended me in a way that no other film has. Um, whereas Transformers 5 just isn't very good. I mean, I mean, I would agree with that, but it's not a great movie. I understand that it is enjoyable, and I did laugh at a lot at more than I have at a lot of films. I, I, um, I am in such a negative mood. I didn't enjoy. I, I enjoyed laughing at various bits. I thought there were minor little treats. Uh, overall. One of the worst film-going experiences can in we, a long time. Can we just really quickly, for my own clarity, can we just try and recap like what happens yep. in the film? Yep, that okay, that's good. Richard, um, do you want to do that or oh, just, it's just in a like okay. hodgepodge yeah. okay, of a roundtable? So it starts off 
in um, sixteen hundred years, years ago, ago um, where there's the the, the the big battle. You know, yeah, they could they just call it the big the battle. battle of whatever. Yeah, yeah um, everyone knows it. I don't need to. I, I don't want to mansplain Ancient it to the audience. Um, and Merlin is there. This is so around meanwhile, times. Merlin is off. Getting the staff. Getting the staff. The, the, no, the we don't need to be battle. this specific about it. I don't want to, re- I want to relive the movie and as little as possible. Says, and he does that bit where he drinks. <laughs> he stops and he just drinks and drinks and drinks. And Merlin also Merlin is, is played by Stanley Tucci. Inexplicably playing a different character from... Yeah. Like, what? you could cast either no one or someone else. Why, why recast <laughs> Stanley Tucci? Because he ran into Michael Bay at a party and he's like, fuck, I didn't put you in the new one. Um, really no. do you think Michael Bay gets these great actors because it's like hey man why, do you want to come and do like a few days work for some crazy good money and you I, just don't have to care okay, okay let's just breeze through the, the rest yeah, of the okay. plot so, we're, we're, so fast so forward to modern day modern day um, and at that point we catch up with Optimus Prime floating through space yeah so, so which like, was hilarious because they were like Optimus is still out there and then it and comes to like frozen. this like, dead frozen Optimus last Prime last time we saw him he was charging with like his fist out yeah. like Heading off to meet yeah. his maker. I'd, like, I'd love to see the moment where he's like, I can't sustain He's like, this. I'm really cold. I'm going to just go to sleep <laughs> yeah, he still down. He still makes it to Cybertron without a hitch. Yeah. yeah. So, so maybe he, that's just how he you get to Cybertron. On, but he crashes, onto, yeah. crashes to Cybertron. Conveniently right at the place Which, where he needs to be. And they don't seem to travel through space like they do in the first one where they're all <laughs> kind of cocooned in a comet ready to, you know, that's like their travel mode. He's just, you know, with his shield and his sword like flying like Superman. Mm. Um, okay, and then we catch up. Then uh, I think this was the weakest part of the film for me. Like the the graveyard of a city with like random transformers everywhere, and the the, the kids yeah. meet. Isabel, yeah, so this was the Isabel whole trailer. Lizzie. Um, was yeah. like these these four kids this this incredibly ethnically diverse kids so you've got there's four of them there's a white dude with glasses there's a black dude there's a Mexican dude there's an Indian dude mm. um, and it, these, these are this group of friends that all hang out and they go into this like um, where the battle and age of extinction took place and they meet as you said is it Isabella though? is that because wouldn't yeah. that be in um, no it's just Hong a Kong? random part of Chicago but it can't be Chicago right because Chicago no, yeah, be Hong back Kong, to yeah. normal now it's just isn't it just the, this is why the landscape of the world now that there are a bunch of Chicago accented kids yeah, yeah. why would they be in Hong Kong yeah. well no because Hong Kong's where Age of Extinction took place I mean. at the end anyway oh yeah. right no yeah okay this, the, yeah, so I, I, th- so it's, I think it's just the world now that Transformers are it's, it's an part unfixed of, part of Chicago that we should have yeah. seen in Age of Extinction yeah so that was that was that blew hard and then all of a sudden Cade Yeager got his epic entrance into the film yep. and, he Mark, a, and he has a, he has a pistol and he's shooting he's the transformer we need to now. get through this faster guys <laughs> yeah. this can't be how slow we recap okay basically and then, um, then she joins the family she joins the family Who and does? then um, Isabella then another 14 year old girl who's overly sexualized for being 14 um, <laughs> yeah. she's Isabella with a Z as well yeah that's, and, really uh, that's important to her the baby robot uh, the baby dinosaur transformers <laughs> highlight yeah, no, um, highlight, yeah basically the whole plot of the film is that Optimus Prime gets to Cybertron gets back to his home planet and then it's revealed that the like god that creates life the the third or fourth time we're shown how life is created um, all <laughs> so she's the god quick. she's the maker of the Transformers I guess and then Who she's like her? oh dude <laughs> um, basically it's revealed that um, uh, Earth is actually Unicron who's like a, a villain um, Wait, is Unicron a character? Unicron's a character in the Transformers right. canon mm-hmm. who is like a devourer of worlds. And in Dark of the Moon, everyone was pissed off that Unicron wasn't the villain. and But Unicron's actually Earth. So that was kind of a cool twist. 
Um, <laughs> and then um, basically they want to. She wants to collide Earth, uh, Unicron, and Cybertron, and destroy Earth. And that's the general plot. Which she has turns, been, which more or less has been the plot of the last like three films. Yeah. Right? So and she, she bring, turns Optimus evil, and then and, and also makes him disappear for an hour. And, and to tie it back to Merlin, <laughs> there's a staff of whatever the fuck that can do whatever the fuck. Yeah. That's there's a staff. It's Merlin's staff. We, we then get we had an which extended sequence with Mark Wahlberg and the little girl and the family of Transformers fighting. That's where I went out and came back. You, Roman went to the what? toilet for probably the f- about five minutes and missed about six changed. scenes. <laughs> um, really? Like seriously? Yeah, you missed. So you missed a setup where um, they try to change Bumblebee's voice box. Oh right, yeah. Um, and but that, it and didn't it, take. It turns into like a, it's like a fe- the female version of Microsoft Sam. And he's all like, um, he's all like, this sucks ass. Well, no, <laughs> seriously, it's yeah. more robotic than that. It's 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 well, like they try to be robotic, but like a camp, a camp thing or what? It was it was the female voice. Yeah. Oh, really? Yeah. Um, and and, and uh, Isabella with a Z also um, confronts uh, Cade about his daughter, young Tessa, who did not appear in this film. Who confronts who? Sorry, uh, Isabella with a Z. Yeah, confronts Cade. Uh, confronts Cade. Right, yeah. And he missed that bit. He just says that he he can't talk to her. On the, I don't know why. Because I was thinking, oh, cool. So she's going to call him up, call her up for him. She's going to be on the phone to him, uh, to oh, her. Cool. Like Isabella's going to have have a phone call with um, Caden's daughter, and that's why Cade, Caden, Cade. Cade's daughter, and that'll solve the problem that he can't talk to her because the government will track him. But instead, <laughs> later on in the film, they just show Cade text some emojis. To her. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! Look up in the sky. I'm here for you. Okay. Yeah. Oh, smiley, smiley, smiley. Like also, also Anthony Hopkins is in this film. Um, yeah. Yes, gloriously, and is so in this is film. a. Um, four foot tall uh, C-3PO C-3PO admitted C-3PO ripoff um, who's like uh, Anthony Hopkins Cogsman. butler and his name's Cogsman and here's my problem with him you can't be like hey get it we're gonna have a posh young you know transformer butler that's new and then have him break into like I'll whip your ass so you can't subvert and then subvert it back to what it originally was <laughs> that's so pointless yeah um Oh god, where do we start? Okay, I want to throw this out there. Isabella with a Z is the worst character. Now, I don't mean yeah. in this film. I don't mean in the Transformers franchise. I mean she's the worst character. She's the opposite of Charlie Swan from Twilight. She is. She's the antithesis. <laughs> no, look. No, 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 no. I didn't mind her. I thought it was weird that she's in it for like such a significant part and then they trade her out for a yeah. age appropriate love interest who plays the same role yeah. as, as as Isabella with a Z. Do you, do you reckon that, that it was like they had this 14 year old love interest throughout the whole film they were like fuck we need it. They're <laughs> like Michael wrong. we don't care what like Texas law you put in there to justify this it's wrong. Yeah and then they're like fuck yeah. Oh. Um, what yeah. if she's British? <laughs> yeah. And older, but like, oh my god! Like, so she's introduced, and then she's like the badass, cool, like sexy fourteen-year-old. Is that is how she's shown? Not that I think she's taking sexy. away the sexy part. <laughs> I quite liked that character. Like, I was into having that character be in the film. She totally does the, you know, in plot-wise, she doesn't add anything to the narrative. Like her, everything yeah. she's in could be exercised from the film, and you'd have a much more streamlined. Listen, exactly. Film. And and then the problem is we didn't get enough Isabella with a Z. 
Well, if she'd just been in the entire film, it might have worked. No, yeah, yeah, kind why, of. Why okay, her this is kind life? of kind of edging into my continue the franchise, but I've kind of changed what I want to do for that. And I did mention in part one of this podcast that I was like, oh, this kind of relates to my continue the franchise. I want a family Transformers movie, like a family friendly Transformers movie. Yeah. I want kids to be the main character. I want Steven Spielberg to direct it, hmm. but not Steven Spielberg now. Steven yeah, Spielberg you're from the eighties. No, this isn't my continue okay. the oh, franchise. Right. This is what I'm saying should have been. And when I saw the trailer for Transformers 5 where it's all kids I was like oh cool of course kids should be the main character in a Transformers movie guess what four of them disappear after the scene in the trailer (laughs) and one of them's supposed to be fucking hot (laughs) (laughs) and and maybe Michael Bay just does not know how to shoot women in any other way (laughs) yeah like it's like it doesn't matter how old they are you're gonna get right down low and you're gonna put the sun behind them and and you're gonna see skin really close you 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 maybe joke but I kind of think that's exactly no I think that is it Yeah, yeah, yeah. he doesn't know how to... He, well, but if if you maybe give him the benefit of the doubt, and it, he that's just how he shoots women to mm-hmm. make them look, you know, like, attractive. Not sexy, but just to make them look... Photogenic. Best. Yeah. Well, he's used to making adverts, right? Yeah. Mm. If that's just his go-to style... He's not sexualizing them. He's just making them. Everyone well, he is. He just doesn't know. He is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, right. um, yeah. Maybe, maybe that fourteen-year-old actress just exudes sexuality, <laughs> and then and Michael Bay was like having to actually tone her back. Um, like he was like, oh, maybe, maybe you're like. You're I liked her feely sort of feisty attitude, though. Like. You know, it's, sure. it's, it's, it's like a, a terrible attempt at a feisty attitude. Yeah, because then, and then, like, her next scene, it's like, why the fuck are you still here? And she's like, I got no place to go, bro. <laughs> <laughs> bro, the bro, the, the scene where they both traded bros in the like, oh, um, God, like you think I'm exaggerating what I just said? No. Like, they call each other bro. So, <laughs> and she cries, and we're supposed to care. And I'm like, no, I don't. She is replaced with. And I say replaced in, in my definition of it with a British woman. What's her name? What Just Ken Emily Blunt. Yeah, well, I, I, for the whole movie, I thought that's who was playing yeah. it. What, what was her name? Do we remember her name? Um, oh, I Vivian. 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 It's Vivian. totally Vivian. Rowan was giggling at how like sexualized she was in the most casual scenes. Well, well, she was. I, I think it was like so. We're watching IMAX 3D, and her like bust line is just eye level with us the entire yeah. like. Her, like the, the the frame is of her you know chest yeah. to head yeah. but her bust is just hitting her yeah. face her boobs were bigger than and our house <laughs> <laughs> so and so yeah. part of part of the issue with it was is that her storyline is she is and we'll get into this don't there, worry if you're there was confused. no reason given for why she was in that dress no that's what I'm going to get to she is the granddaughter of Merlin essentially and so she has well, well, like great 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 Mer- yeah yeah Merlinian powers um, and that's what she does in the movie yeah and she she has basically kidnapped Anthony Hopkins mansion where he tells them oh you've got to get the staff um inexplicably she comes out in a dress after they like all get settled and like this beautiful dress that looks like she's like about to go on an espionage mission or something mm-hmm. this, you're like oh, I wonder why she put on the dress yeah no <laughs> but but the dress um, there's, there's a scene where it's a totally innocuous scene but her like her like bra is like above the, the hemline of the I, yeah. I'm not saying this because I'm like I noticed it I'm saying oh, I noticed that, it you, yeah, could, yeah, you but, could not not notice it yeah, yeah that's what I'm saying it was <laughs> so it was so pointless because she, yes I guess she's the love interest but why would she there, it's it's basically Michael she's Bay saying candy. she has to wear a dress because I want she looked good more, in the dress. Yeah, yeah I know, but come she on. She was a very attractive actress. <laughs> and Mark Wahlberg looked real good when he had his shirt off, so, you know. Yeah. 
So, so there's something for everyone. And speaking of Mark Wahlberg, um, I don't know if this pissed you guys off as much as it did me, but how stupid is it that Cade is the last night? I was going to say that. <laughs> I am so pissed off that the last night refers to Cade Yeager, the most like boring oh, character. And his chest lifestyle. Oh my gosh. Oh my it's God. so annoying. What if... That's right, everybody. It's not Optimus Prime. <laughs> I would have loved... Sam Whitwicky would have been a great last night. Uh, what's his name? John Turturro, who's in this movie, would have been... I would have taken... Josh Duhamel as the last night, <laughs> yeah. as sort of like the Aragorn Return of the King yes. of the franchise. Like imagine that if, he is. Like it's not that he was randomly selected to be the last night. It was like no, your whole lifestyle has <laughs> led you to this moment. Oh like God. what? So, like, yeah, they mention he's chaste, as in C H A S T E, as in uh, abstinent, abstinent, um, and he's not actually in a real world standard. But apparently, a knight has to be chased, right? And they, they, I mean, they set it up in the first, in the fourth film that he hasn't had a girlfriend for a long time. And it's been they, a while. They continue it into, into this one. <laughs> Why? Um, and yeah, that's it. That's I, I, Mark hey, Wahlberg I, is chased. I thought Mark Wahlberg, uh, the, between the character and the acting and just like his role in the film, so much better than the previous film. So much more interesting. So like he was an action hero in this film. Mm. He was. Ron, I'm sorry, man. I, I, <laughs> here's something about me, dude. I hate conflict. I love agreeing with people. I love like smiling at my smiling friend, and we we laugh and talk about how cool the movie was together. But none of this was redeemable, <laughs> man. That's fair. That's totally fine. But I will argue black and blue that there's no way this is the worst of the five films. You I don't know. Okay, no I don't way. know why you would argue black and blue then, because <laughs> it's like a one percent difference no matter your opinion. <laughs> I don't know, man. I would, I would say this one is like just squarely in the middle. It's okay, not, like you know, I'm not going to argue black and blue because I'll just be like, oh yeah, you're, you're probably right. Yeah, That's how little I care about my right. my stance on this film. Yeah, it's it's it's, I, it's not worse than Age of Extinction. Yeah, but it's oh, I wouldn't say saying it's better implies um, quality. I, I think there, I were, there, were, there were set pieces in the film and there were elements to the story that made it interesting and enjoyable for me to watch, whereas none of that was present in Age of Extinction. Yeah, you, uh, yeah. At, like all the Transformers films, you could easily cut 45 minutes out of it. Mm. And and, oh and on the sense that like it just needed to be shorter, you could go through and actually pick out scenes that don't need to be there because they don't add anything. So let's talk about something this movie changes in the legacy of Transformers. Okay. So Where do we start? I've got the first one. Smash cut to the title. None of this Transformers. It was just boom. Transformers last oh, night. Okay. They mixed it up. They mixed it up. <laughs> what I wanted to talk about. I was like, oh, bold start. Okay, give it to me, baby. They um, bold start. This <laughs> brave filmmaking right here. Um, the so basically they establish, and I'm a little foggy on the details. I'll be honest right. with you. That starting from the Arthurian times, there's been a I guess league called the Witwickens that are the mm-hmm. the people who have dealt with Transformers their whole life. I guess, um, and guess who's they're, one of them? They're the ones that are um, are the like guardians of the Transformers. Yeah. they're keeping them secret. They they go through all who all the Witwickens have been throughout throughout time, and you got your your Beethovens. This, not what well, maybe the Saint Bernard. They don't specify. He was a movie star. We don't know. Yeah, maybe this is set in the Beethoven's Big Break universe. Yeah. Um, so yeah, that you know who else is Da Vinci, um, Einstein, yeah, like basically anyone a who's who of influential and, yeah, yeah. characters. And then in um, the best part of the movie, 
this best second of the movie, there's uh, Sam Witwicky's eBay profile picture as another Witwicken. Yeah. And then we also see Archibald Witwicky as well. Oh, of course. Yeah. yeah. And the whole time they're saying no surrender, no victory. Well, no sacrifice, no victory. The old Witwicky family model. Oh, true. Yep. Oh, yeah, um, so you see a photo of Shia LaBeouf's Sam Witwicky and I was like, ah, that's nice. That makes me feel yeah. like I've come home to this franchise I don't like in the first place. <laughs> yeah. um, so wait, wait. That random connection is a redeeming feature for you. Yeah, dude. Holy shit. Yeah. But it's weird and age you like the Marvel don't movies. mention it. <laughs> um, <laughs> so you. I, I, uh, I dislike all of the connected then, then they explain that the reason Vivian is important is because she's the last living Witwicken yeah Sam's dead Sam died Sam's not in this movie because he died <laughs> he died like because it's all vague because you're not being a Witwicken isn't you don't have to be a Witwicky but Sam is a yeah. Witwicky for some reason so is he like from the most important lineage or was it just like he might not be a blood relative but he might still have the name for what look I'm thinking Sam's dead and I think that's a shitty way to tell us (laughs) if he is well he's not yeah he's no he's no longer a character in the franchise so yeah he might be dead it doesn't really matter I guess I think it matters to me (laughs) yeah I think but John Turturro gets made a weekend what weekend yep uh, John, let's talk about John Turturro in the movie for all of ten minutes. If yeah, that. yeah. Uh, most exciting. And what did thing he about- contribute to the film? And they actually filmed the in Cuba. It's the second American film to ever shoot in Cuba. <laughs> right. And they, for any particular reason, I love the you reference to the fact that the Transformers in Cuba get to go free. Everyone's chill and awesome. Like, that's hmm. so weird. Like, it's just like, <laughs> and oh, John Turturro could have been anywhere. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but he's in Cuba where the Transformers run free and all this adds to the plot is that one of them asks him to come play like football on the beach <laughs> and he's like I can't I'm on the phone I'm working oh there are three MacGuffins in this movie I don't know if you guys count them for me so there's the book that John Turturro locates right there's that, the, that he helps uh, that he helps and find, him find in the library yeah yep. and he uses the word scrotum twice <laughs> to describe it bringing his scrotum count to three in this franchise he says scrotum more times in this franchise than there are testicles within a scrotum (laughs) (laughs) um there is so the second the second MacGuffin is of course the the star star. of Merlin which is the main one Mm. and then there's also the uh the talisman talisman. yeah that that uh what does it do someone tell me what the talisman okay so it attaches it's um it's there was no, so there's this ta- there's this talisman, and he um, Cade gets given it by one of the Transformers in this like the graveyard that we talked about, and um, then it attaches onto his arm, Which and is then random, right? Like, yeah, the, it's like you the, were the chosen. No, you should have to be there. Um, and then nice it, chased guys. It, it latches onto his to his arm, and then disappears every couple of shots. Mm. Um, and then near the end of the film, it turns into a sword. And it's fucking hilarious. It was an epic moment. His his face, like it, it cuts to his, his face like nine times in a row in slow motion. And he's, of, and he's just like, <laughs> and then so he's he 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 hits the sword. He's he's hits the bad guys with it, and then um, it cuts back to him. He's just not holding the sword, and we never see it again. Didn't even notice that. You're absolutely right. Like he's holding it in one <laughs> shot, and then it cuts, and he's not holding it, and then it's just never. But you know what? The again. most egregious, like 
betrayal of film logic in this film is. What? Up in front, so, chopping all the heads off the robots at once? Just no, nullifying any threat? I, do you know what? I have no recollection of that yeah. happening. <laughs> um, no, although when I walked out of the theatre, I heard, hey, Tony I heard, Hale was in I heard some guys talking about he was, it. He was great. Tony Hale was on this movie. He's the, the, <laughs> that wasn't Tony Hale. Yes, it was. Yeah, He's on the credits. It 100% was. He looks so different. He looks so I much younger. He looks, younger. He looks about like, 10 years younger. That's something because I saw and I was like, fuck, that looks like Tony Howard. But then I was, as the movie went on, I was like, no. He was on the credits and his character didn't even have a name. Funny. Um, anyway. Or a uh, point. My, yeah, the most, to me, the most egregious moment in this film was that they make such a point out of the fact that Bumblebee doesn't have a voice box. And then okay. the way yeah, he right. converts um, Nemesis Prime back to being good again is suddenly oh, he talks and he goes... I am Optimus Prime, I am Bumblebee, and I would lay down my life for you. And that's what makes Optimus Prime go, oh shit, what am I doing? I'm about to kill Bumblebee. And the the famous fight scene from the poster of this movie between Bumblebee and Optimus Prime, the way that Optimus gets back to normal is Bumblebee speaks, and you hear his voice. That's the moment for me, (laughs) Ryan. It's not a good film anymore. Like, I was with the film up until that moment. Because... I wouldn't care if they didn't make a point out of the fact that he doesn't have his voice box anymore. Yeah, so it's like... He can't just sometimes talk. Point of order, he talks at the end of the first Transformers movie. Yeah, yeah, and then they're just he like, speaks to Optimus Prime. In the second one, they're like, "Oh fuck, I guess we kind of." It's a cooler gimmick to have him talk through the radio. Yeah, and then and then so not only like so it's like, oh, the power of friendship has healed our friend Bumblebee, and then he oh, goes nice. back to talking with the radio, and, and then, then goes back to talking with his normal voice, like 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 nothing in this movie matters. Well, it doesn't, does it? It doesn't. You're right. You're dead if right. They're not taking it seriously. Why should we? Um, <laughs> Frankly, Michael. But that is the logic of the series. Like, they're just going to do what they want. They're just going to make it all happen and we're going to watch it. And people with any kind of brow that is high will not enjoy it. And everyone else will love it. Like, like me. So, I've got a question for our listeners at home. Did you know mm. that Hitler was killed by a Transformer? Are you asking me? No. I, I said... Yeah, I, I, said, I, I know. So, do, what do, you want me to, do you want me to answer it? I Well, he was. Oh. Yeah, I knew that. I, I thought it was that. a fun little gag. It was weird. So they they there's Nazis in this film. Yeah. For when Bumblebee fought them. Yeah. In nineteen in the nineteen forties and Richard suddenly realizes he doesn't know the exact date of World War Two. Well, I, I know the it's, film not, knew it either. it's not established if it's at the end of the thirties or in the early forties. Okay. So okay. that's that's why Good I say that. because um, I was gonna say nineteen forty four, but it's not implied that that's actually I rescind my burn. <laughs> Thank you. Um, this, this movie put me in a bad mood. I'm sorry. <laughs> so, um, yeah, Bumblebee fought the Nazis and then somehow turned into a shitty old Camaro and just waited in a, in a like in Bernie Max. And the first film gives the distinct impression that Bumblebee has arrived a, like a week before the film yeah. opens, right? Yeah, he's a wicked. Wick, wick, no, wait, no, they already established why Sam's was important in the first film. Yeah, he's the descendant of Archibald Woodwicky. Yeah, so he doesn't need to be a map to the, gla- the location of Didn't the Didn't Archibald Woodwicky find Megatron by accident? Yeah. yeah. So he wasn't. It's not like he was looking for the Transformers when he found no. them. No. Well, now he was, according to, to what this movie. <laughs> no, no, no. It's not that he was looking for them, it's that he was a protector of them. So the, a protector. Yeah, like, so he had this destiny that just perfectly lined up with yeah, the, yeah. the fluke that he found. Yeah. Do you know what? It's not good. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not defending it. I'm just. I'm just stating the film's logic. I, no, I really think that like that uh, everything that came before this film, other than maybe parts of Age of Extinction, 
were essentially thrown away. Yeah. The voice, like, cast, the voice cast remains. And that's about it. Yeah. Jo- Josh DeMel coming back was cool. Hey, you know who else was in this movie? He didn't really do anything there. Yeah. Steve Buscemi's in this movie. That was a I nice think. little treat. Yeah. It, it was Steve right? He was the day trader. He was yeah. The, yeah. And he has eight lines. Probably. But I was like, like, hey, cool. It's a Michael Bay reunion. Get them all in. Because <laughs> yeah. this film, uh, for a hot minute, was becoming Armageddon. Where it's like, we have three days. A big mm. thing is coming towards the earth. Yeah. And I was like, get the, get Bruce Willis and the drillers. Let's do it. <laughs> <laughs> I, yeah, hate, I hated they, this, man. But they did. I loved it. Well, no, oh. no, no. I did not love it. Oh, okay, so what, oh, what I enjoyed we, it. What else can we talk about? Um, I will quickly recap the bits I enjoyed. Okay. The first thing, the first sequence that I really properly was like, this is worth, um, the whole trip was worth it for this sort of stuff, was the car chase through London. I thought that was a pretty well put together yeah, car I chase. Liked, and it was, in the, on the big screen in the 3D, yeah, it was really thrilling. The camera's low to the ground and it's just like, We fun. saw a half car transformation chase. as well. So Bumblebee's driving along and he tramps, he, he transforms oh, like and one arm and a head. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and they're still like, they're flying out of the car, but they're like, Bumblebee's able to shoot And I them. actually thought Bumblebee's first kind of cool moment in the film was actually kind of cool like where he um, drove in transformed exploded and then they and then came together yeah, and kicked them all that to bits now. Mm. but that was like a new version of transforming which mm. given how you know I mentioned earlier in the podcast these films aren't about how they're tra- hidden they're robots, robots and they don't have the transforming has nothing to do with it it was cool to see a little bit of that right at the start of the film it was, ah transforming actually has something to do with it yeah you see them run a lot in this film I'm like you're also a car you know <laughs> <laughs> I like I like that there were, there were not a lot of moments of the, just the, them being vehicles yeah yeah that's yeah. true I liked that um, that Transformers aren't welcome on Earth like I dig that I but dig it's the that. one place that they let him call <laughs> <laughs> that part of the movie not no. the movie Mike just saying to AJ no they haven't yeah, uh, yeah. to Optim- recap Optimus for the listeners Prime. there's a line where Optimus Prime goes uh, he sort of explains why he's fighting for the humans and he goes this because yeah, uh, because you humans allow me to call this planet home, and I just went to AJ like, uh, no, they don't. Which and is, there I, are, have, yeah. the, the plot of at least two of these movies have been about how they every Transformer is not welcome on Earth, I, and I, I like that. I like that there's a realistic kind of out, you know, aftermath of everything that happens in these movies. But at the same time, if there are 14 sequels to go mm. in mm. this franchise, <laughs> yeah, Optimus, you kind of fucked up Planet Earth. <laughs> like, yeah. leave, dude. Yeah, this is they? the fifth time this has happened. <laughs> the, mm. Like, how are they going to up the stakes? Yeah, that, that, the earth is, earth is that, crumbling by the movie. So that, like, <laughs> that is some, one of the things I think this film did that I haven't seen done as well or as big, in, as big and as loud in any other blockbuster. The stakes, like, at the end of the film, I don't just mean, okay, the stakes were the end of the world, right? Yeah. But, like, the depiction of that at, mm. in those final 30 minutes were visually stunning all of the bits of planet and all of that sort of just scale with the flying through it and around it i thought all of that stuff was incredibly well it was it shocked me that's the biggest end of the world superhero blockbuster style ending we've ever seen and i actually thought it earned some points with me just for how spectacular like it actually that was you know truly up to 11 i don't think you could make a bigger more crazy spectacle film ending it ended the world like a little bit 
Like the yeah. world legitimately yeah, yeah. ended a little bit. <laughs> there were some but, you know hauntingly and, cool shots where you've got like it's you're in space and you're just seeing the the thing just like crawling and wrecking Earth. Yeah, the pyramids. Yeah, it's gonna, Hong we Kong. know it's going to be fine in a couple of years. Yeah, the pyramids will be back up. <laughs> well, no, I think the only way you can raise the stakes is the actually well, I guess we'll, the oh, no, I'll do that in my continue the franchise. Um, sure. Okay, so the other things I really liked every single scene with Anthony Hopkins because he was in my view if he wants to be in this I've got a screenshot of a quote on an article where he says Michael Bay is a genius yeah that's that's the reason he wanted to do it like so I'm on if he wants to be in these films and he wants to have fun and he clearly was having fun I'm totally on board with that he's a a cool dude he's a cool I I liked I liked Anthony Hopkins all of the best moments in the film yeah Yeah. everyone talks about like how the hell like my Anthony Hopkins wouldn't do this kind of movie if if I was like, you know, Sir Anthony Hopkins Academy Award winner <laughs> and I read this script, I'd be like, fuck yeah, I'm doing this. Yeah. Like, he like he, he gets to call people like an old bitch and he, he gets to scream at old people. Mm. Yeah, blink in your method, he's flipping off the guys in the car chase next to him. Oh like my God, he, cheeky he's little like bugger. chewing the scenery and just having so much fun. Yeah. He is having fun and that's why I think he kind of saved this movie. Yeah. Because it's this it's this it's a almost meta experience mm. Mm. of watching an actor who's clearly too good for this movie, like, like embrace it fully. Yeah. And if this was the same quality as the first Transformers, I think that'd be really cool. But it's nestled in what was legitimately an unenjoyable experience for me. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's not. Yeah. This isn't. This isn't a movie you can turn your brain off to and enjoy. If I turned my brain off in this movie, I would have died. You just would have gone like, sleep. I would have gone. Bra- no, I would have died. I would have gone like brain dead because it, it, it's it's so offensive and affronting. Yeah, people like reviews for this film, positive reviews for this film are going to say it's not going to be Oscar caliber. It's a Transformers <laughs> movie. What do you expect? That's such a lazy excuse. It still needs to be good. Yeah, I, this this does. I cannot fathom how this can appeal to the general populace. Granted, I'm a film snob. Maybe, maybe, maybe that's just it. But like, I feel like I can understand when like a big dumb action movie is awesome just because it is. Yeah, like saying dumb like Pacific Rim. Yeah, this was. I don't. Is there a beef here? You guys just looked at each other. I feel like I'm missing something. <laughs> that's not one of Ron's favorite films. Okay, yeah. this was a legitimately. <laughs> I did. I thought. I don't. I can't imagine anyone enjoying this movie. I, I can yeah I can't really kind of fault you on a lot of levels there because I mean like it's it's not a turn off your brain and enjoy it kind of movie because it's it's so confused there's so much crap going on mm. it's complicated I mean, that's, that it's is, too complicated that is Michael Bay's style um, yeah the average person is going to watch this and not have a half a clue what's going on and yeah. the, and the action is so fast paced and so relentlessly huge that you can't kind of just enjoy it yeah it's an assault on the senses yeah it's 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 definitely a spectacle yeah Um, the the spectacle for that final scene you know the the two planets colliding i thought was like surely we're going to see something to that level of spectacle in the infinity war films like that's the that's the level you have to take it to right in the infinity war how that goes because there is uh marvel's really kind of started to nerf the characters and the villains like there was no beam of light shooting into the sky that they had to turn off there was Two, two planets like collide like, yeah but that's already happened so so there part of the plot of the plot of the, the climax of the last night if you haven't yeah, seen it was it, only ever is in that, the sky is that Cybertron is crashing into Earth which is what happened in Dark of the Moon yeah 
but the, that never like they never had to go there or that no but like, that's that was that, just a visual backdrop it, it's so similar it's as bad oh, as no, no, don't worry I completely agree yeah. the, the finale of every film has been the same since the start this, like, this was as bad as like Starkiller Base compared to Death Star the, let's not go there the broad plot of every film is exactly the same no no yeah but not not, not in the specific like things they use yes there's something that's going to destroy the world but twice it's been Cybertron which is just silly you don't need to make that make it there you can make it the big villain the the creators just tendrils like it doesn't have to be did Megatron really do anything in this film no me- oh my gosh and what about the suicide let's talk sequence. about that so oh, yes. so basically the government thinks who's, who doesn't li- they're not on Cade or the Autobot side they decide that the best course of action is hell? to employ the Decepticons em- empower them to and, find yeah. Cade uh, but, they, but they drew the line at what, at the really bad transformer. Yeah, yeah. That so they never returned. Yeah, to so the film. so they they have a meeting with Megatron, who's just hanging out in the desert. The lawyers just sit down at their, at their yeah. desks. They drive because they need the lawyers for some reason. <laughs> and they're like, okay, we want you to find Cade. You can have some Decepticons. Which why he can probably do it himself. And he goes, okay, I want Mohawk. And it shows this kind of vaguely racist again, <laughs> another racist transformer get pulled out of like this holding cell, and he's got a Mohawk. He's like, yeah, what up? Yeah, I'm gonna kill you. And and he's like, they're like, okay, you can have Mohawk. And then, like, the and words they use, Mohawk they come up They use those freeze-frame smash yeah, titles. Yeah. This, if they go through five or six Transformers. Do they, they have a soundtrack playing at the same time? Probably. Like, music? I like, they go remember. through five or six. It wasn't like pop music, but it was, right, like, okay. yeah. close enough. Right. They go through five or six Decepticons. Mohawk's legitimately the only one I can remember because he was the only one who had any kind of personality. Yeah, and, oh, there was, like, there was, um, <laughs> like, someone Zeus. Yeah. Who was voiced by John DiMaggio. Yeah. Um, there was a Berserker or something yeah. like that. There was... Um, that's it. Yeah. we got the, a helicopter above the, us. By here's way. the weird the thing, theory, right? Like, a lot of the time you go, yeah, it could have been an alright film if you shave 30 minutes off the end. This is a film where if you shave 30 minutes off the front, it becomes a <laughs> yeah. dramatically better film. Totally, totally. Everything because sucks and is forgettable and stupid. Those, those Decepticons... The front half. Yeah, those Decepticons that they include aren't in it. They give them title cards and they're not in the film. They're, Megatron's barely in the film. I know. And this, this is a fundamental problem with Transformers is Megatron doesn't actually have to be in every film. <laughs> yeah. I feel and like... And neither Optimus Prime. And part of the way that this movie worked for me is for a huge chunk of the middle of the film, Optimus Prime just wasn't even in it. And it actually was Mark Wahlberg's adventure mm, in yeah. this franchise. But then don't worry, Optimus Prime comes back and if you forgot who he is... He says his name, he like, says his his name, name like 20 times. <laughs> like he gets something dog to know who I am yeah. I am Optimus Prime and right when they attack the, the big bad guy um, he says what does he say to her he says um, have you forgot you wouldn't forgotten my name was I no no, no he says uh, you, let me introduce you to my friend Bumblebee and then Bumblebee shoots oh, her God. and then he goes sting like a bee they're speaking different languages like obviously Optimus Prime needed to be like float like a butterfly <laughs> like you know oh that's, that, that's, it's if, like if it's there like, was a scene after that where he's like Optimus he was supposed to yeah yeah it's like Bumblebee thought he said float like a butterfly but he didn't he said let me introduce you to my friend Bumblebee which is a dumb line anyway did you guys enjoy the uh, Back to the Future sound clip sample no from Bumblebee <laughs> didn't enjoy it I liked it um, um, yeah, because he says um, dark, dark, come in, dark. dark. Yeah, <laughs> but it, it, it didn't actually sound like it was fr- the actual thing. It was just a reference to it. I, I, I liked yeah, um, yeah, 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 yeah. at the start. 
I just it just kind of made me giggle internally. So it starts with the giggle internally, so that's like not a no visible change. Yeah, I no, like what? to imagine Rich is usually screaming internally. <laughs> <laughs> this is a brief relief. There's like so it starts with the Paramount logo, um, and then it goes over, and then um, these two like <laughs> the flaming flame. projectiles come over the mountain, yeah, and then the cool. camera pans around and we're in the battle and I like I, I just like kept on um, hoping that we'd like see a reverse shot and just the Paramount logo <laughs> in the background <laughs> <laughs> but you know what's weird about that is that and I don't know if I've ever seen this in a film before because they, they did the black with the you know the various production companies before the Paramount logo so they could do that thing yeah 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 like yeah the, the, the like Hasbro Paramount they did that presents and Michael then Bay they film. went to the yeah, title yeah. of the studios card which is mm. just not know. worth it no well, it probably wasn't <laughs> unless they'd, unless you could see like in the background of a shot yeah, just like this mountain with worth. Paramount God, that would be, be so fucking funny <sighs> what else is there to say about this film <sighs> we've got a we've got a segment we I'd love to hear you guys rank. put this film in the in your rankings uh, uh, it's my least favourite I it's it's the middle one for me for you to say it's your least favourite tells me that you have not uh, given you your lived. undivided attention to the other films. Like, <laughs> That's probably If you true. had to sit there and watch Age of Extinction with with no phones or distractions, I can't believe that you wouldn't want to make that the worst Yeah, thing. man. Probably. Honestly, I don't care enough. Like, maybe it is better than Age of Extinction. Yeah, I, for me, I'd probably go one, three, five, four, two. Yeah. But then... Yeah. Oh, I don't know. I th- oh, no, I'd put... For the worst, easy. Yeah. Um, do we want to start continuing the franchise? So we talked about what possible futures there is for this franchise. As you see, there's 14 films. Um, there's a like that number that's come from outside of the room. Like uh, have, have the studio said 14 films. Yeah. 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 So we um we talked it's about 14. the first half of the podcast. Oh, that's right. There was the, yeah. yeah the, the, there's 14 scripts ready to go, and then there's a couple that have. Been and they've kind of retconned and set that up with this film having Bumblebee already be on Earth for a while. So. Yeah. So groundbreakers really laid. Sure, um, they have. Um, uh, this has like a. It's not really a post. It's not even a mid-credit scene. It, it flashes to direct by Michael Bay, and then like the next shot is like we we it goes over some hillscapes, and then we've got um, and then this Asian woman comes up and talks to this guy and is like, "You should stop doing that. He's not going to like it." And the guy's like, "What? What the hell are you talking about?" And then she's like, "Unicron." He's like, what? What the hell are you talking about? And the audience are like, what? What the hell are you talking about? <laughs> and then she she removes her hood, reveals she's just some random Asian woman, and um, says Unicron, and then her face goes like roboty for a second <laughs> yeah. to like I guess reveal that she's the god that we talked about from Cybertron. Because the horns were never really extra. part of the climax of the film. Yeah. Really. So, so they've, they've set up a bunch of there's giant stuff. horns as well. Yeah. Film. Yeah. Um, okay. My continue the franchise, yeah, if I may go first. Yeah. Um, so, uh, however many years later, um, the Transformers hear wind of um, something buried deep below the Earth, as Optimus refers to mm-hmm. um, at the end of this film. Um, and it's, it's the the bloody planets are aligned. Boy, howdy, you know it. And that means whatever's buried beneath the Earth is coming up. Um, and... They they think it's going to be robots. They think it's going to be something really like dumb and uh, big and explodey, but it's not. It's Play-Doh, and this opens up the Hasbro Cinematic Universe: Transformers vs. Play-Doh. 
and the Play-Doh can is just like Transformers because it can mold into anything. Like you know, it can transform, but it can do into anything, and it gets in the cracks of the Transformers metal parts and oh. makes them not work anymore. Yep, but, but specifically like preschool type it's, equivalent it's, stuff. You know, it's like, in one of those big, you know, those yellow containers that Play-Doh yeah, comes in. Yeah. That's those those pods but they underneath can, there. Surely the Play-Doh can only transform into like like uh, amorphous like stuff, stuff that toddlers would play with. You know, they can't go to a complex machine. Oh no, you, like, it could turn into a dick. <laughs> we have to, right? Yeah, and, to. and it does. And that's my continue the franchise. Nice. What's okay. it called? Transformers vs. Play-Doh. It's a breaking all title conventions. Transformers Universe. Rise of the Play-Doh. Right. That's no, good. it's not even a Transformers Universe. It's just Transformers 6. Okay, so... Do you want to go next round? No, or? you go next. Uh, uh, no, I'll go next because you've, okay. got, you've actually got something planned. Oh, yeah, I'll just go I'll, I'll just, I'll just, I'll just, like, I've just got some bullshit around here. Spitball a couple of things. I think uh, the next film... The world better be this post-apocalyptic hellscape at this yeah. point because you know, we just saw half the planet get absolutely wrecked. Um, so I feel like that's what will actually be the continuation of the franchise at which point the fact that they can transform into cars is well and truly like beside the point because mm. uh, that's kind of my main beef with where the franchise has gone after the first one is they just walk around they're, they're just ro- they're just aliens the fact that they're machines and the fact that they yeah. transform into cars which is the coolest part of the Transformers franchise yeah it's the literally just the title completely gone <laughs> yeah um the other thing I can imagine happening, the only way to up the stakes, is Cybertron transforms into a giant robot and Earth transforms into a giant robot and we have two planet-sized giant robots fighting each other. Or the sun is a giant robot and, you know, crazy shit yeah, like yeah. that. Um, but honestly, I would rather see the whole franchise just get rebooted and started again. Yeah. But, and with a with an eye to keep this stuff smaller scale and make it actually about robots in disguise. In disguise. Yeah, it would be cool. Uh, like you just sort of gave me an idea that imagine like a Mad Max Fury or even just like Mad Max style cars that are also Transformers. Yeah. So it's like this post-apocalyptic Transformers, and so it starts off with imagine if just halfway through Mad Max Fury Road, they're like the War Transformers. The War is just Optimus Prime. <laughs> That'd be the greatest twist of all time. I'll give if the next film in the first trailer is clearly this is like full blown post-apocalyptic I'll give that film a shot yeah that's right it'll already be a best one but and so I wonder who's going to direct it um, I think Michael Bay will direct it yeah so um, <laughs> Mark Wahlberg said he's not going to come back if Michael oh, Bay doesn't come back oh, right, yeah. um, just quickly uh, are you, have you got a bigger bigger plan let's hear the real oh uh, what do you mean like have you got was that your continued franchise oh yeah no no I've got one can, yeah. I, can I just quickly um, what what uh, time period do you think that the sixth one is going to take and also what country because they yeah, seem yeah, to be globe trotting yeah, yeah. nicely so the, the fourth one was was dinosaur times the, the fifth one was medieval times and kind of I like guess Nazi Germany um, which by the way I would much rather just watch a medieval Transformers movie or a Nazi Transformers yeah that's my continuing okay, franchise okay. is just time jump okay Time travel. I'm, I'm gonna. I'm gonna jump. They're on gonna that. do time travel at some point, right? And do like, my. Um, <laughs> and do my. Continue the franchise. Yep. Okay. Um, so okay, we've seen that the Transformers are responsible for the dinosaurs dying out. Mm-hmm. We've seen that they fought in the world wars. Um, that they are the reason for going to the moon. So my continuation of the franchise puts them at another point in history, and I'd like to go back to the um, the old blank of the blank or the blank of titling in my film. Which is entitled Transformers 11th of September. Mm. Because 
the plane that crashed into the World Trade Center was, was actually was Megatron. Megatron. <laughs> um, yeah. Why not? Why not? We're okay. going to get I'll, to this I'll point. Google this. <laughs> Why shouldn't? Um, yeah, I mean, fuck, they're responsible for everything else. Honestly, I almost feel like it's implied. I feel <laughs> yeah. like you could glean from there'll these be, movies yeah, that the Transformers did not at some point. Yeah. That, that, that the Decepticons flew into the world. Decepticons can't melt steel beams. <laughs> <laughs> Osama Bin Laden is a Decepticon? Yeah, yeah the, f- probably. Decepticon agent. Probably. He probably worked for Megatron and Osama worked together. Mm. If... If they make 14 more Transformers films and one of them doesn't feature a picture of Osama Bin Laden shaking Megatron's hand, <laughs> I will eat a, a nice steak dinner. That took a turn. That didn't end, That sentence didn't end where I thought it was going to end. How about if that happens, you have to then, for the rest of time, tell people that's your favourite film of all time. Mm. Okay, deal. Okay. So, yeah, and, and 20 years after you're not allowed to qualify out. it with any story you just have to be like no favourite um, Transformers 14 is the best one and I don't mean the best Transformers movie I just mean it's the best movie if these films keep making money they, the formula's not going to change and they're just going to keep making it like I'm legitimately interested to see what happens with Transformers 9 like yeah. If, especially if there's a, some vague thread of continued con, like you know continuity I'm excited for that's why time travel have to come into it so they can do a, cl- oh, yeah. a reboot within continuity like X-Men oh, styles cool. yeah, yeah. Um, I'm excited for uh, Transformers Universe Bumblebee because it's set in 1985 sounds like it'll be a bit different I'm excited for Transformers 1 because it sounds like it's going to be a bit different but at the same time I never want to watch these movies again and I don't know if I will watch any of the sequels just out of spite <laughs> yeah oh god they're not good <laughs> even if you like the first one I get I can see that it's, a lot of people do this is not a good franchise it's a good yeah, the, movie there is, it is rotten at the core yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah yeah it's like if you it's like if you saw a chocolate pudding and then you started to eat it only to realise it was poo but you, you there, it was anyway. chocolate pudding at the start though yeah, it's got a fine layer of chocolate pudding mm. on the outside, and then you, but you still just keep eating it because you're like maybe there's chocolate at the centre, hmm. but yeah. it's not. It's just poo. It's, it's poo just more down. poo, and then a bit of blood, and it's like wow. Well, I mean, it's not worse. <laughs> it's not worse. It's different. <laughs> um, yeah, look, even uh, it's, it's even not chocolate pudding. It, it was a chocolate pudding, and then it's just being drowned in like just fudge sauce. So all you're doing <laughs> is just eating fudge sauce. It's like objectively this is tasty, but. Yeah. there's nothing to it you heard it here first, there's no craft it's just the Transformers franchise is as bad as chocolate pudding with chocolate <laughs> sauce on it just, no I mean like it's a you've got a bucket full of chocolate sauce it's, and it's, there's a pudding at the bottom and you just have to eat all the sauce it's like chocolate pudding with ketchup <laughs> those things are fine um, <laughs> but not together yeah look I think just oh, man even the defense that they're supposed to be mindless movies it's, it doesn't hold up I really don't think they're film. mindless like I think I think like Doctor Strange is a mindless movie like if you yeah. turn your brain right on you're not going to get much out of that film mm. but if you turn your brain off you can just sit there and enjoy it I don't think anyone can sit there and, and enjoy this film with their brain turned off because like, you just wouldn't be able to follow any of it it's oh. moving too quickly you have to be actively paying attention to try and have any hope of following the plot yeah you know of whatever plot there is yeah like oh, when, when they reveal the horns and they they cut to like six different countries, and because we're in IMAX, you're like looking to the yeah, you're like <laughs> cranking your head, looking in the, the lower left of the screen to see what country they're in, and then and then it's cut away by the time you look. But I can actually say as well, the worst thing about this film, sorry, I just leaned away from the light. The worst thing about this film is 
in the top right hand corner there was a black mark on the screen yeah that's the awkward that's eye why I, that's why I left the theatre to try and be like hey can you tell your projectionist that the left eye image has a smudge on it I think they know because I went to Wonder Woman in that same theatre and I had it there as well it's been there for like the last like like weeks at least six weeks well, oh six I'm weeks gonna, when did I'm I say gonna get my cash back <laughs> there's no idea there yeah I was like what the hell that was really shitty and yeah. annoying and oh. like for the first 15 minutes of all I could look at. Yeah. Did you actually... No, I, just, to I, be I fair, went to the toilet it was better I also... the film. <laughs> <laughs> black market, more substance. It's the best part of the movie. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We've we got, we got to wrap up. This is a long episode. That is. This is really fun. How long have we been talking about? Well, it'll be night? well over two hours now. <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, in true Transformers fashion, we could easily cut 45 minutes out. <laughs> yeah. What, what was more of a, what was harder to get through this podcast or Transformers? Pick one. Um, <laughs> so what are we doing next franchise? Oh, we roll the dice? Fuck, I no. Oh, what are you doing? I'm okay. sorry, Rowan. I'd love to roll the dice because it's more fun than what we're probably going to actually be doing. So, um, so starting in two weeks time, yeah. we're going to be reviewing every Godzilla film. There's, oh yeah. There's yeah. 32. <laughs> and, um, <laughs> We got to watch fifteen for the first first episode of the series that we're going to be doing. Yeah. We're doing a series, uh, unprecedented on cop objects except for the Back to the Future one, but that was about the same franchise. How many yeah. films was it? And we've we've talked about this longer than we talked about Back to the Future. Yeah, and we split that over three. Yeah, yeah. Like split like that, over- those were early days for the podcast. We were still figuring out the format. Nah, just make it all one episode. Yeah. Yeah. I've learned that now. Yeah. No, <laughs> not that, not no that anyone cares. To, no one's going to listen to it either way. We may as well make it to <laughs> us. Um, yeah, so... How many films well, do you have to watch, sorry? For Godzilla? 32. So that's like several films a day, right? Uh, well, no, so we... we <laughs> Godzilla is actually divided up into different um, eras. So, so doing, all of July is going to be... Every week is going to be a different Godzilla episode. Oh, yeah, okay. So starting... Two weeks from the release of this one, we'll be doing the first era of trans- of Godzilla films, and then an episode a week. Yeah, and the first era is fifteen films long, and then the rest are like six. Times. Are they longer? Are they long films or are they short films? Uh, the I looked it up. The longest one is the ninety-eight Godzilla film, um, the American one, which is like two and a half hours. Yeah, about it? two and a half hours. It's about ten minutes longer than the twenty fourteen one, and then the next longest is like ninety-five minutes. The I was some news came out about the the upcoming Godzilla sequel, um, to the sequel to the 2014 movie, and I was reading about and how like Mothra's going to be a yeah Mothra King, King Ghidorah yeah, and I was like, who are all these characters? And then I had this sobering moment where I realised by the time this film comes out, I'll know intimately who all these characters are. Yeah, it's cool. Man. <laughs> so that's us next week. If you want to next, um, next fortnight, next fortnight uh, if you want to join us, please do. Um, why don't you just make each episode a or like each, after every film you watch just do like a 5 10 minute hot take on each one that's just not how we do things here at <laughs> um, however oh, I, I, have we good. wrapped up Richard is this the end of the Transformers episode I guess unless you have any other I'm exhausted find us on Cop Optra on Facebook and YouTube and SoundCloud and iTunes and Twitter and Gmail and Letterboxd and also I want to just point out that we're trying something new um, we've got three microphones now we've usually only had one and uh, the first part you might have seen the live stream we were all in one row and now we're like the knights of the round uh, this table this was so way better this fire. is way better yeah, yeah. so, so better. the three of us were all like should we just round right now table. really quickly re-record the first episode?
part of the episode. Look, the problem with that was that there was there was a there was visual accompaniment, so we had to. Yeah, yeah, but okay. Yeah. I just I'm liking this vibe, and I think we'll keep it going for the. You could do similar tracks like, running around behind us. Yeah. Oh, these cables are getting tangled. I could be on that side, and we just put the camera where I. No, no, but the fact that like I can look at both of you. Yeah, no, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, so yeah all right. Anyway. Okay, goodbye. That's so past that. Now it's going like. Alright, goodbye, everybody. Thank you for listening. Thank you.